Welcome, friends, to the 273rd episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, where we're here to dive into our first what-if topic. I am joined, of course, by the one who makes me ooh-woo, Ben Magnet. <laughs> Excuse me, what? And I also have the one who gives me feelings of ah da da oh, God. Ryan Eliopoulos. Oh, uh, Nani? <laughs> and, of course, my oni chan Brandon T. McClure. Are we, have we become a wee podcast? I'm Sparks Witty. We're here on the Victor Podcast. Three weeks ago, I said I thought of a messed up intro to these three, and I finally delivered. And we are here Ooh, to uh, dive into a what-if topic. Too bad we don't have an anime opening. That would have been great. On Star Wars. <laughs> but, first, but first, quickly, we need to recap a previously on from our holiday annual special. Previously Brandon, on. could you roll the clip? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll the clip, and I just want to mention... Rolling the clip right now, we will not be able to hear it. So I'm gonna, we're going to describe it to you, Ben. Excellent. Right. But this is for the audience. They can this hear is it for the audience. I, I, I hope that's it. true. Ben, sir. Yes. This is your oh, gift. Thank you. And then we'll give him his real gift, right? Did he get him? That is his gift. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to see how long he'll think we're going to get him. I know you're not going to get me. You Scooby. don't know for sure, though. Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh. Scooby Doo, the mystery machine. Jeez. Look at this. Oh man. Oh my God. Uh, I knew you liked Scooby Doo, but I, not. <laughs> say, say, I got I got Scooby Doo socks. Scooby Doo, where are you? The complete series on DVD. Oh, that's your favorite series too. Batman, Scooby Doo mysteries, okay. and a uh, mystery machine lunchbox. Yeah, is there anything? Is there in anything it? in that box? Oh, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo and Cyber Chase. <laughs> Alien Invaders on the island. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. The last one's those. the best. And of course, Stephen King, 1922. Oh my God! All your favorite things in one little box. <laughs> they hear the actual. Oh yes, oh, we're, we're back. back. We're back. So oh, excellent. Okay. That was okay. the. There we are. There's the recap. The Christmas episode from last year. Yes, absolutely. And that's when Ben got a bunch of Scooby Doo and one Stephen King book, and he was saying, "You're not gonna get me." But I did. You mother effers. Because that wasn't Ben's real gift. You mother effers. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Here, Merry Christmas ben. is Ben's real Jesus. Christmas gift. That was you. the long. So we played the long game on you. Here's your other. No, this kidding. is the prologue. You know what? I saw this present while I got here earlier this afternoon. I'm like, oh, I wonder who that's for. I literally did not think this was. What? Dude, why? Why? You really think he would get you a bunch of Scooby-Doo merchandise? Yes, actually. I mean, well, like, I mean, yes. I still, I, did. Have, I still have those socks. That is have... all still Ben's gift. Listen. But it wasn't Ben's real Sometimes, gift. like, uh, uh, things take a long time to get places. <laughs> open it. Okay. Well, you better open it, bud. I'm opening it. Jesus. Open live unboxing. Live on it's a signed picture of the cast of Scooby Doo. That would have been. Hilarious. I know <laughs> it's not, but I know exactly <laughs> what this is. <laughs> and I'm wearing the T-shirt. Oh, yes, it is. Ah, I recall this. Oh. You told me about this. For listeners at home, Ben is currently unwrapping the deluxe edition oh, of the Sonic Encyclopedia. Oh, oh beautiful. babe! Sonic book! Oh, uh, you ben. knew? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can see it. You knew. Uh, ben, My girlfriend's... Ben's uh, <laughs> girlfriend in the other room there. That's funny. Uh, making oh, the snidest remarks. Thank you, Spark. You were very well. By the way, can I just say the comedy moment of, you knew? I can see it. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, this is the 30th anniversary encyclopedia or encyclopedia. Yeah, get it right. Yeah. Uh, it actually says it on the cover. It that's does. actually that's a really it cool uh, hardcover it, it thing, is. too, yeah. It's it's so like the actual book itself it has a bunch of different screenshots from all the games. Oh. Amazing. So this is like just the protective case and ah, thank for, you. You're welcome. For anyone who would have missed our holiday annual, I got very thoughtful 
singular gifts for Brandon and Ryan. And I also had one for Ben. But it didn't ship when it was supposed to. Yeah. So I had to come up with something else. That's been a thing. And the solution was Scooby Doo. Hey, guess what? (laughs) We're here now. Mary, Mary, Mary. I'll set this to the side for you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate Uh, that. What what month are we in? February. Uh, February. Uh, So it's like February miss. Uh, so it's a month and a half. February miss. It's a late Valentine's present. A good long. Damn, I scored on Valentine's Day this year. Holy shit. Oh Ben, we don't need to hear about that. I'm not gonna say anything about that. Uh, Thank okay. you, Sparks. I really appreciate You're you. You're very welcome. Does Beautiful. that have something to do with the fact that Fanny also told me that she sees a bunch of dicks now? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Well, she was talking about how much how much dick we were talking media. about euphoria. There's context to this. There, there is. There is context. Context. We saw a jackass. A lot of dicks in there. Listen, to this context. You... Now we got a cat on the counter. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We went to see Jackass earlier. Anyway. Um, okay. So. We may now continue to your regular scheduled program. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Hi, guys. We're in person uh, for once. Um, you can tell because we sound so good. And we have links oh. in the description. Actually, it was quite a busy week for us. Um, was it? Throughout, the, throughout the, the week, Sparks put up some, some video content. Oh, yes. Um, such as our book of Boba Fett, Fickner's Launch. That's up right now. That is linked below. You can check that out. That uh, was a lot of fun to do. Feel like we covered that pretty well. Definitely yeah. a precursor to today's topic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, of course our Star Trek Discovery uh, season four Fakeners Watch series that I do with Michael Carls um, from the Downright Nerdy podcast. That was a lot of fun to, to do. The the eighth episode is up in the description below. Uh, we've recorded the ninth, uh, where Just a Little Podcast Cookie has returned to the show. Whoop, whoop. Very excited. Whoop. Um, talking about a show that is quickly losing us. Oh no. Um. Based on Arcade Pause Menu had a new episode this week. Yes, it was. And this one was a little different because this one wasn't about like a game or a system or whatever. It was about fixing said games and systems with my friend Retro Zoe from Twitter. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, that exists in both an audio and video mm-hmm. format, um, both of which you can find below. Yep. A snippet from last week's episode for the Nintendo Direct. Oh, yeah, because that was that was a fun 30 minutes to talk about. I didn't realize we talked about that for 30 minutes. Neither did I. It felt like 10. Yeah. So that's up as, a, as its own Basement Arcade episode. That, again, is a snippet from last week's episode. So if you just want to watch the Nintendo Direct, there you go. That's mm-hmm. it. It's up there yeah. for you. Also, another snippet from a previous episode is Matrix Resurrections went up this week. Mm-hmm. Just a review of Matrix Resurrections. I, I like how it says in, quote, quote, in quotations, positive. <laughs> because, like, we're not yelling about this one, guys. No, we're not. Um, and more Combat X basement arcade went up this week as well uh, that's the third episode mm-hmm. um I remember part three the literal kiss of death i remember have, enjoying playing that game do you have my it, stuff it with the grease and live in there i'm no? getting there ben oh, okay sorry. that's why you said there's a lot of a lot of links <laughs> ben sorry you know what now you're last that was the next thing i was gonna say now you're last okay damn sorry Rip. no uh oh yeah yes yeah. So you did the uh, that's all the links for the, like the show all of those can be found below um right yeah so Ben this week put up new uh, Grace and Live mm-hmm. over on his channel. Yep. Uh, go subscribe to that. Uh, put up two new episodes mm-hmm. for Super Mario 3D World. Yep. Video yeah, one game. where we get our asses handed to us because we were rusty as all hell, and another one where we did decent, weren't as bad. But the first one, oh man, we were uh, losing lives left and right. I watched that episode. It was more than a little frustrating. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't really play platformer, so. No, no, no. I was just wa- watching you fail. Oh uh, yeah. Was... I thought you would laugh at that most of the time. Why would I want you to fail, Ben? You think so little of me. No way. Anyway, um, so Gemma, uh, cat. The joys of recording in person is a bunch of cats. She listen. She's she's needy. She's lovely. Maybe she's worth it. <laughs> Do you mean maybe that's she's new, Maybelline? That's maybe she's Maybelline. Yeah, of course. Thing? Yeah. Um. All right. 
and you know, that's all. So Ben, you didn't have a downright annoyed this Negatives, week. Negatives, negative. Um, I mean Ryan. You well, said no, ben. No, no, ben was Grayson live, and then Ryan was. I know, but you downright. said Ben, you didn't have a downright annoyed this week. Okay, I see where you're going with. That's not <laughs> what was in my head. All right, look. Um, as always, my author, my author page for my screen rant work is linked below. I put up some new uh, articles this week. Obviously, um, I got to write up a crap ton. I'm having a really good time with it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I put up a scream list. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean list went up this week, and the list that I was really excited to write, which was about John Powell, who's a composer I really love. Um, got to talk about his, what I feel are his ten best uh, soundtracks. Both of the, all three of those, I think are are pretty good. And I really enjoyed writing them, so check them out. And then we have my newest entry of the revisiting the Infinity Saga series that I'm doing over on Atomic Geekdom. Um, this is uh, moment forty six, uh, which is the uh, for, for the moment uh, after Coulson dies and Loki escapes. So like the when Nick Fury is talking to Steve and Tony, mm-hmm. still uh, believe in heroes. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a moment I really love, and I've been talking about the the uh, Marcus and McFeely films a lot, so I wanted to switch it up and go to a different one. Um, so yeah, that went up this week. Uh, McFeely still believes in heroes, so go check it out. It's really good. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. That's everything. Great. Nice. That's all of our links. So who wants to go first? I'll go first because I did jack shit. Hell all right, yeah, then baby. do it. So outside of writing, because your boy's got deadlines now, yay! I played just a tiny little bit of Demon Souls. Got to the Tower Knight, then got my ass kicked. That that does tend to happen. That's what happens in a Soulsborne game, my friends. Well, specifically, like that's one of like the tougher guys in the game. Yeah, and also it took me a freaking forever to get across that goddamn bridge. But that's besides the point. You want the dragon? Uh, yeah, the dra- dragons, plural. Yeah. Oh, oh actually, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right, dragon. Yeah. Just the one because he keeps following you like a little bitch. Did you get his tail? I did not. Um, besides that, uh, speaking of dragons, uh, Vox Machina, that season one ended. I actually was able to watch um and finish uh the Legends of Vox Machina. It's fantastic. Um, it got me re- wanting to re-listen to the D and D campaign. I now want I. It makes me miss D and D, even though I rarely played it, and mm-hmm. I want to play again very badly. Ryan is telling me I should re-listen to campaign two, even though I should, but I really miss those characters. No, I get it. Um, other than that, it's that's awesome. Uh, also, I watched three episodes of the Cuphead show, which um came out. Yes, guys, that animation style is, it goes really well, on Netflix. It's it. They even have like this filter where it looks like an old 30s cartoon mm-hmm. and it just looks good. It looks like it's from the 30s, but also the animation is smooth. It's it's right on point. It feels like it you can this is a cutscene from the game. Is it cuz like I wasn't sure is it like is it mature? Is it for kids? Like it's I'm a, not sure like what I'm, It's a kid Okay, I wouldn't say it's a kid show, but I would definitely say it got um like those old betty boop vibes it's, yeah, it's yeah just but it's, it's just as mature as like old cartoons are where you're like oh kids watch this That's yeah, yeah. A little yeah strange okay, but yeah. like it's that i mean yeah. I'm, I'm only three episodes in and i haven't really gotten to main many big adult jokes that might have flown under the radar mm-hmm, okay nothing like from animaniacs or spongebob but yeah, yeah yeah um but all in all it's a solid very well-made show the the voice acting does sound like these actors came from the 1930s i love it and it makes me look forward to the cuphead dlc it makes me miss playing the game and when the even the opening has a bunch of characters and bosses from the games or the game plural and it's like damn they put a lot of love and attention to it so i have to say cuphead is really good give that show a shot i also watched the first episode of the cuphead show i enjoyed it i think the animation is slightly below the level of what i'd rather it would be for being a 
Makovo classic cartoon. It's essentially what I said about watching one of the trailers. The, the, pretty much the entire Devil's musical number sequence, he's too polished for uh, what know, the animation style is of that. what they're going for. I'll give you that. There, there were times he looked a little too clean. It's almost frustrating because like there's there's sequences, especially like the way they do like the triple the the multiple layering for the depth of field, which is they're using the same technique they use in old animation. So it's literally different levels of animation that are filmed separately to give it that depth. Looks really good and does look like it's the old fashioned animation and it retains that look so many times. And then you get these character models that come in and are they have the like the shininess is in the wrong places and it's too polished and it's that cleaned up look that's more modern animation sleekness uh, seeping in. And that to me just like junks up the look a little bit only because like the game didn't have any of that. Yeah, yeah And yeah. that's what was so valuable about the game literally looks like those old cartoons. This looks kind of like an homage to old cartoons rather than 100% looking like I, I, I would not watch this and think that this came from that time period. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I get you. They're, they're, it's the, too, it's there's modern there's yeah, some yeah. things that are just adapting modern animation a little too much. Whereas like the, the game, looks exactly like what those things look like. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish the show did just like full-blown kind of go for that entire concept of appearance. We're, we're going to kind of circle back on this similar idea when we talk about a trailer later. But um, it, it's still very good. Like, it's really mm-hmm. good-looking animation. It's just, I wish that it went all the way for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For what and it's trying to do. I remember when we, were, when we first saw the trailer for the Cuphead show, we were wondering if it was an anthology or if it was like a sequence or like a series. It's anthology. It's like old cartoons. It's like they get uh, Cuphead and Mugman get into some hijinks and then they get out of it. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. With, like an, with old... an overarching narrative yeah, with, with the devil. Yeah. Because at the end of the, at the end of the first episode, uh, Mugman keeps telling that Cuphead owes the devil his soul. Mm. Uh, Charlie Daniels. Yeah. It, it's a hilarious. I really enjoyed it. And also, they're super short. They're eleven minutes long. Yeah. When I found that out, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely makes it easier for me to want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Close to that. So yeah, that's pretty much all I did this week. Just did some did a lot of writing and a lot of cramming because I also I crammed Peacemaker in three days. Hell yeah, you that's did. True. You want to go next? Sure. Um, I also watched Peacemaker because it came out this week, and I'm not going to say anything about it because we recorded a whole show talking about it, and you can check that out this week on our Fake Nerds Watch channel. True. So yeah. channel playlist. Whatever. Like this video, subscribe to our channel. Uh, I watched uh the latest. I'm totally caught up on After Party. That I watched the latest episode of that great show this one was i didn't know this one was in the roster we've talked about after party before for a reminder that's the one where um they're recounting the night uh because of a murder that happened and everybody's telling their own version of a story and that's basically a different film genre i did not know that in the mix was an animation and that's what this episode was it was animated an animated piece uh pretty good pretty cool that's cool i heard about that yeah i really i really enjoyed it this was a nice one um shorter than i think all the others but it really worked emma move Cats in the frame. And uh, all the way. Yeah, get that booty in there, girl. <laughs> she's, I'm the booty cat. Oh my god. She's being a whole thing right there now. Hell yeah. There she loves uh, attention. I also finished Murderville, which was the Sharon Stone and Ken Jong episodes. Mm-hmm. Um good like all the same things I've said about Murderville the past couple weeks, like uh Murderville's it touches that that nice little button of the improvisation if you want just like Oh, it's light and not not any kind of stakes to it kind of thing. It's enjoyable to watch. Um, Sharon Stone's... I haven't seen Sharon Stone do anything in a long time. It was very charming to watch her. Yeah. She she came to play. Uh, latest How I Met Your Father came out. Still like that show. I, I think it's doing good. This, um, this very much like I said last week, this is very much like maintaining How I Met Your Mother uh, 
kind of style it feels like it's really starting to seep through and and also become its own identity i like it this is not in the news but it was renewed for a second season yes that's true it was renewed for a second uh 20 episode season so double the length of this one which is great yeah very happy for them um i lied to you earlier ben i did watch some mobile suit gundam i forgot it's on my list though <laughs> and, right. uh, and i realized that the latest episode i watched i did watch um keeping keeping up with gundam just barely barely notching in each week but getting through there you go um it's a long show so it is a long show uh superman and lois we watched another episode we're trying oh, to do our yeah. catch up that uh, show's so good it was a good episode it, it was solid um yeah i just it's a good show legends of tomorrow i'm working my way back up to keeping up with what's going on right now um i'm like two episodes behind legends of tomorrow continues to be a charming highlight of the cw verse i think it's very good this this last one was all about um this crew that was damned in hell because they made a deal to like film something really important but they all died before it happened and so now like their souls are haunting hell until they capture something real and so they basically make like try and force all these reality scenarios where they affect people's emotions and film a reality series trying to make them do something specific i mean i'm sorry what show are you talking about legends, legends. of tomorrow oh okay <laughs> i thought so yeah that sounds great <laughs> yeah it's real good um yeah so i i enjoyed it uh i started i i got into an episode where batwoman was doing a lot of interesting stuff i don't know entirely how i feel about it we'll see um i watched walk hard the dewey cox story i love uh, that movie that is the downright right movie that i picked for this week it's that I missed. a great movie it's one of my favorites i love that movie yeah um, i think uh, that's i think it's now that I watch both Step Brothers and Dewey Cox, and those were the two comedies that I put like in the top of my head as number one, I think Dewey Cox is now number one. Wow. It holds up. It's I think so it holds good. up better. It does. Than, it holds yeah. up really well. Yeah. You get out of here, Dewey. You ain't not want none of this shit. I, 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 having now watched Walk Hard and Step Brothers so close to each other, I truly think Walk Hard is the superior. Oh yeah, it's it's just incredible from top to bottom. Yeah, and it doesn't have uh, poorly aged jokes in it. No, not <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, because every everything that would be is like done on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Game Changer watched a, a handful of episodes this week. Uh, just a great show. I've great been show here from Colin the Schumer. whole time. Love it. Watch some of that today. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last thing I did is that this morning the latest chapter of Dragon Ball Super dropped, and I read it, and it's good. Nice. Okay, cool. Ryan, do you want to go next? Yeah, I watched one episode of Murderville, the Mashawn Lynch one. Yeah, he he's a footballer man, uh, but he's just like a natural personality. He's really really funny. Um, there's a scene where you know, like uh, they're doing like police interrogation, and there's like the one the one way mirror. Um, so like the 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 the, the convicts or the criminals can't see inside, so the like cops is just a mirror. Well, it's just it's it's there's nothing there. It's just an empty. It's just an empty thing. So they walk in. He's like, "Oh my god, we got a mirror. Everything they're doing exactly, so they don't know. That, so they don't know it's a mirror." And he's like, "How does that make any sense?" He's like, "Don't think about rational thought." So they have to just like mirror as they're doing stuff in the room, and it's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And it's so funny. Uh, really good shit. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't do anything else uh, uh, this week besides play Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I wish I could have played a whole lot more. Uh, 18 months later, that PS5, well, the PS5 didn't, wasn't out 18 months ago, but that next-gen upgrade and all the big the big patches have come out for 2077. Um, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you know we were all very excited. I was very excited for that. And then it came out, and it was a 
a true disaster, one I, of the biggest disasters in video game history. I had my faction, my character name, everything laid out, and then the the news showed up. Yeah. Um, if you had a really, really powerful PC, like you had a good experience. Like there's a lot of people who had a really good time almost two years ago, but it was still plagued with bugs. Uh, but you know, almost two years later, that game got its big update. Uh, you know, after No Man's Sky, I was like, you know what? If a developer wants to stick with a game that came out bad, like poorly, and they stick with it for years and give us free content, that I will give that game, I will give that game a shot. And I'm happy to say, Cyberpunk 2077 lives up to all the hype that that it initially warranted. Um, it, it may not be the most incredible looking game of all time, but it's because it's doing so much shit. It is so dense with content. Um, it's if you love like hardcore RPGs with tons of stats, it's D and D. It's cyber. It's cyberpunk D and D. That's like well, it's based off a of tabletop yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, it's based off a tabletop game, and like the combat's a very like very first person shooter, and it's a big open world, and you're doing up and you're picking up lots of quests, and like it it doesn't have like 200 hours worth of content like in Assassin's Creed where you're just going and picking up 100 feathers for no reason. There is a lot of side content and things to pick up, but they all matter to the story and they all build inside of each other, which is which is what The Witcher did, um, and the combat is just so fun, and what's so fun about it is being a cyberpunk, like, you have all these hacking abilities. So not only are you doing first-person shootings in cover and, like, picking up gr uh, grenades and shit like that, you can uh, blind your enemies, you can um, you can reboot their system so they, like, get paralyzed for a couple seconds, you can overheat them to make them spontaneously combust. You watch me fight uh, a, a cyber hacker who is, like, this, like, zombie on the street who can move, like, the agents in the Matrix, like, zoop, 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 and it scared the shit out of me the first time I encountered one, and it was so fun. And I, it was so cool, I had to show Sparks. Um, I'm just having such a good time, and it is so well written. And the, so many of the side quests I've done so far are not even combat oriented. One, like one of the quests is um, there's an AI delivery service, uh, a taxi service, and there's seven rogue AI taxis that I have to go find, and I have to chase them down and bring them back to HQ. And they're just rogue taxis. The other thing is one of your best friends dies in the prologue of the game, and there's a 20 minute side quest where you just go to his mom's bar and you have a funeral for him, and all of his friends come and give like give their service and love. And you give a speech, and I'm just like, this is completely missable. Um, but they put so much thought and care behind all the characters and all the side stuff. It's so cool. Um, there's a great thing. If you guys have seen Blade Runner, you know, like when you're looking at videos, you can enhance, like you look inside and stuff. And this thing, you can, because you're dealing with com uh, computer software and people's brains, you can go into their memories and you can look at them from every angle and you do detective work like in Arkham in the Arkham games. So you'll rewind footage to find the right gun to take a picture of it to find the serial coding and all that stuff. So it's it's so much content, and it is so laid out so beautifully, and it looks so good. And I've had very little bugs. There's been a few bugs here and there, but nothing, nothing game breaking. Like I saw uh, a dude, a dude did a T pose for half a second, and I was like, "Huh, the Matrix." And it's kind of glitched out for a second. Besides that, it's been it's been great. Um, I'm having so much fun. I love it. I just, I, it's all I've been thinking about. Uh, it feels like like Westworld, the video game, because there's just, everyone's ha like half robots. And like you have a little jack-in thing that you're constantly just plugging into walls and stuff. And like, you're like getting booted into computers as like a person. It's just heavy, crazy, cool shit. And I'm so glad that it's good because if, if I would have waited all those time and then it was bad, I would have been doubly disappointed. <laughs> um, great. I'm gonna talk about it probably next week too. That's me. That's great, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I uh, will go next. I watch a bit more Battlestar Galactica. We're nearing the end. Uh, I wanted to bring it up now. Because uh, it's really interesting watching that show now as uh, an agnostic. Mm -hmm. from the first time I watched it was as, a, as, a, as an atheist. And it's very interesting because, like, the show is about, thematically about, I don't want to say, like, the full, we all know the plot, but, like, thematically it's about, like, old God versus new gods. Mm -hmm. 
um sorry old gods versus new god so it's like god uh, the 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 one god uh, fighting the greek roman gods hmm. that's kind of like the thematic message of it like the cylons do what they do because they are um tasked by god because they believe in one god and the colonials believe in many okay um and it's really interesting as the like the 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 last two episodes the last two seasons really go hard into it was the first two seasons don't really but now they kind of run into the end they're just kind of okay we need to put a button on it so like i don't know if this is ron 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 moore's whole thing but like it's really interesting that they decide to take a side that yes one of these gods is real and one of them isn't i'll i'll be honest i love a lot of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. It's this stuff that I start to lose me a little bit. Yeah, especially the later seasons where I'm like, I I see what you're doing. It's not working for me. I still think it has a strong ending, and I think that it. Uh, I still love it. Like it's my favorite show. Yeah. Um. But like the show peaks at season two. Yes. It, that, it peaks hard. Yeah. That yeah. season two. That second season is incredible. Yeah. Um. And then like it's. I think it's good stuff. It's just interesting that the like they almost kind of felt like backed into a corner of message wise. Like they don't really want to sell it, say this as the message, but like. It, they have to yeah it's weird um but hey i'm almost done with it i love it uh surprises keep coming love these characters i love these characters uh i love adama and kara and all that also it's Boomer. really it's really interesting that like at the time where we're at the final four si- four of the final five cylons have been revealed to us mm-hmm. and not to the characters but the characters think a different character is one of the final five um, and I can't say what because I know Sparks is interested in seeing the show, so I don't want to give too much away. Um, but he, uh, so like everyone calls this person a Cylon, and like as the audience, we're like, "What are you doing? Why are you all racist all of a sudden? Like, what is this? What happened?" But, but because we've known so early mm-hmm. who who these four were, but the, but the but the characters still haven't found out yet. So it's a very strange way to pace that reveal. Um, that's enough negative about it. Uh, I love the show. I'm really happy we're watching it, and Zara's really enjoying it. So beautiful, great, that's good. Yeah. All right. For Valentine's Day, we watched a movie called "Marry Me." That's the new rom com. Oh, it's the sequel to Anaconda. Yeah. Uh, yes, actually, because they're both in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Wow. Um, very charming. I, I really enjoyed this rom com. Uh, it's got a good cast. Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez have very good chemistry, mm-hmm. and kind of the them playing off each other so well helps the move helps the movie progress more so like it's it's mostly it's mostly kind of a weird generic rom-com, it elevates it a little bit but their chemistry helps it sure along with buying the fact that this is a very ridiculous setup setup mm-hmm. even for a rom-com yeah sure i mean i'm still kind of interested in watching it. it's on i know it's on peacock so i can i'm able to watch it but yeah. I'm kind of been interested in that. Ever since, even though when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, it kind of looks like me." But then the more I saw the trailer, I was like, "Actually, that looks kind of adorable." It's cute. It's cute. It's a good time. There's some Ooh. good laughs. I do have. I do have uh, opinions. Grayson. Real quickly, Grayson is in the chat. Hello, sir. Oh, Grayson. Uh, just out of curiosity, does anyone have any strong opinions on Forbidden West? If not, all good. Absolutely. So yeah, Grayson, it's getting really, really good reviews. Uh, and from what I've, I've watched a lot of gameplay, and like, if you are a big fan of that first game, you are gonna love this game. It is. It is, from what I've seen, not the huge incremental step that I would want personally in your sequel. It is very much a very a prettier version of that first game with a little more mechanics. So if you're cool with that, uh, then like go on board. Like I personally, like I just don't want to play a like a 1.5 version that looks really good. I want like it's not Breath of the Wild, and like so I'm not. Yeah, the, I'll wait for a sale personally. They don't really make any any strong leaps in like the combat system. Kind of like you know the Tomb Raider trilogy 
didn't really change the combat yeah, system yeah. from game to game. And there's certainly like there's definitely more stuff. Like I do not want to like I don't want to like uh, uh, trash trash a game I haven't played. Like it's getting really good reviews, but like a lot of people are saying like yeah, it is a it is an improvement on the first one, but don't expect a huge leap. Yeah. So like it's all, it's all up to you how much uh, you want that. I haven't good even, game though by all accounts. I haven't even played the first one yet, but it will I will play it eventually. Yeah, um, I got it for free during the the states of play. It's like I'm not gonna pass up uh, Horizon for free. I'm glad you didn't. All right, so I also did. So I also watched the assembled episode that dropped this week, which was on Eternals. Eternals is on Blu Ray now, and so uh, the new assembled dropped. Uh, by the way, I'm very curious if they're going to make a Spider Man No Way Home assembled. I hope so. You know, like, they have they? to. Yeah, can when they? it hits, but like, can they? Do, are there Spider Man ones on? No. Then no. Ooh. Then there's your answer. I thought they would have been. When did they start doing assembled though? For the TV shows, right? Once, once Disney once the, Plus once was Disney Plus launched. But because it's it, it, all the footage would be owned by Sony, not by, not by Marvel. It's probably not then. Yeah, so probably not. Dang it! I want to see that now. I yeah. would love to see it. Maybe Sony will put it on a streaming service somewhere, <laughs> or they license it out. They want you to buy that Blu-ray. They want you to buy yeah. that Blu-ray. I mean, let's be real. That they got my money for that Blu-ray. Ever since I saw, ever since I saw the movie, I was like, well, I'm buying that Blu-ray. And so I watched the assembled episode because I've been watching all of them. This might have been the best one. I thought this was very enjoyable. This was a lot of. Um, this was a very thorough look at the making of Eternals and kind of like not a lot of talk about how this like redefines the MCU, but like in, in the sense that like Chloe Zhao had a passion for telling the story and you can tell in that and, so, and, and that like got everyone else really passionate about it. Um, and then Kevin Feige chimes in with the with the same kind of thing he said about every single one of them for a brief moment because they probably recorded them all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but all the other like all the other people are talking about like, yeah Chloe Zhao really energized us and we had this idea and, and going into like the look of the film and how it uh, how they structured like the all, how they built all the sets how they built the the costumes how they built the design the design look like so much passion went into Eternals it's it was honestly very shocking to me um, not to say that like no passion goes into the Marvel films but like Chloe Zhao that's her movie mm-hmm. it's yeah. it, it is it is the movie that she wanted to make it is the movie she set out to make it is. It's it's her voice in that movie. That's good. Um, and that came and I didn't that didn't click for me until I watched the assembled episode. And I uh, I highly recommend it. For even if you don't like Eternals, uh, definitely recommend it. All right, nice. All about it, love it. So I also watched three episodes of Jessica Jones season two. Ooh, the uh, Marvel shows are leaving soon, uh, so I wanted to give it a shot, but you know, but um, it wasn't grabbing me yet. It's not mm-hmm. grabbing me yet as much as like season one did, and I think it's not really a villain yet. Like we we were introduced to David Tennant's Kilgrave pretty early, yeah, sure. Um, and then that and we haven't gotten that yet with Jessica Jones, so it's right. a little weird. It's good stuff. It's a good show. I really like Kristen Ritter as Jones still. Um, but I wasn't really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, maybe I'll watch Star Wars: The Twins for the fortieth time, which is the Star Wars Visions episode. Um, made by Trigger, and I was like, "No, I can't do that. I've watched this so many times. What else could I do? That's Trigger." So I just decided to watch Kill a Kill. Sparks <laughs> has tried to get me to watch for many years. We actually sat down and watched the first episode a very long time ago. I'm like, I'm, I, I my thing is like, I know Brandon loves Gurren Lagann, and I'm like, it's just the exact same energy, but about women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's, it's the same. But you know. I don't. I don't know why it took me so long, but like I, I'm finally here, and we've all watched. You've all watched uh, Kill a Kill, and well, except Ben, he hasn't finished it. Ben hasn't finished it. Finished it. I have seen half of it. Yes. Over half of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's technically so have I. 
I've seen 13 episodes, which is just over half. We're, we're all on the same page halfway. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, is a, it is a wonderful show. Uh, that is exactly what I was looking for from Trigger, especially. Um, the, the humor is, it works so well for me. I love the action. Um, the chaos. You know, audience members, when I say chaos, I mean chaos. The absolute chaos on, on every screen. On every on everything is uh, perfection. It's just there's a dinner scene where we're first introduced to the to the family uh, that that our, that our lead is going to be staying with for the rest of the series, and the the just that scene is just filled with like the dog gets thrown out the window for eating things, and then the dog jumps back in, and like it's just that like forty times over, and it's such a wild uh, wild show. It's High exactly, school's crazy, you guys. It, yeah. Like I was gonna ask Sparks, like, how could I boringly describe this? I can't, but I also can't describe it. Like, it's a very crazy show, and I'm really it's Battle it. High School. Really love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm real happy for you. Uh, and after this, I'll probably watch rewatch Girl and Log On because that's really yeah. what I want. Um, yeah, one of the things I love so much about about anime is you know um, escalating power levels um, with your sheer willpower uh, breaking the laws of reality, which is all Girl and Log On is basically. Mm-hmm. I just want watch- An- anime in general loves that, but Gurren Lagann like thrives on that. There's a there's a bit in Gurren Lagann that I just rewatched where where Simon's goggles turn into communist glasses, which then mm-hmm. turn into like stars. Like I and know. that's just it, it trans- his goggles go from goggles to communist glasses to like other glasses. Trigger is the definition of that Kylo Ren gift. More, yes. yeah. more. <laughs> and so like that's the thing. That's what I I really I really love that shit. I really love that idea. Uh-huh. Like believing yourself so much that you can accomplish anything, and then the Trigger just does that. Like mm-hmm. believing yourself so much that the laws of physics don't apply to you yeah. anymore. It's um, that dude running in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. and so Absolutely. like like that's what that's what that's what Kill a Kill is, and it's hey, been wonderful. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in me. Believe in the me that believes in you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I really. Really into it. I can't wait to see where it goes next. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, th- just the just the idea of like we start in a place, we learn what this thing is, and then as it gets progressively more ridiculous, like the, the her her like suit like evolves and things. It's crazy. Her I love uniform. it. Uniform. All right, gotta earn oh. it. Yep. The, you, you gotta wear me, and I must wear you, or I must, I must be worn by you. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I th- got. I like. My memory's so bad. I was like, Killer Kill's like five years old, right? I'm like, no, it's 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 almost ten years old. What? Damn it! 2013. Good yeah. luck. Because like I watched yeah. Kill like five years ago. I was like, no, because I was doing this podcast was, five years ago. It was ago. a while ago. God damn it! I um, keep thinking that. Oh yeah, Girl Lock on. That one that hurts because I've been watching it since then. I'm like, oh yeah, I just watched that. Nah, it's I been watched. A I watched Killer Kill the moment the dub came out. Yeah, yeah. I really there's there's some anime. I was like, oh yeah, it's not that old. Mm. And then you look how long it's been. And you're like, what? That's happened. That's us. That's that's, that's that's like an aged cheese. That's what I got. You are to get into our I love it. bread and butter. Yum Absolutely. yum in my tom tom. Okay. Oh no, I don't like sad news. Tom Veach, who is an author. Oh shit, he's an uh, old yeah for Marvel comics. He did a lot of the like. Oh, I have it here actually. Uh, he wrote he wrote Animal Man for DC, but he also yep. did Dark Empire and Tales of the Jedi uh, for Marvel. Those are the Timothy Zong books, I believe, or at least one of them is. No, Dark Empire, Dark Empire is like a whole like multimedia thing that they were doing, That's including right. books, movies, That's comics. Right. Except movies didn't happen. Um, yeah, so he passed away at the age of eighty. That sucks. I didn't, I, I, I didn't like recognize his name until now. But like, yeah, like when I was younger, like that, that era of Star Wars was like really cool. Yeah, yeah, like all those PC games, like Dark Forces and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a bummer. I, yeah. I like those books. All right, so we also have a 
comic book news. Uh, we we did a my last book club before Boba Fett was uh, JLA Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, when we talked about how it should be reprinted, it is getting reprinted. Oh, good. Uh, George Perez is in hospice now. Uh, his, his condition is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Hero Initiative. So Marvel and DC have partnered with the Hero Initiative to print 7,000 new copies of JLA Avengers to be released next month in March. All the proceeds will go to George Perez's hospice living. That's incredible. Buying uh, it. And uh, it will be available for, for, to comic book retailers from Diamond. Seven thousand is not a lot. No, it's not, not a lot. So like you are, you are unlikely to get. Then I was gonna say you're unlikely never, to get it because they're probably gonna be hella expensive too. Yeah. yeah. Which is, the, I mean, that's fine. Like the cover it is price like, is thirty dollars. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad. I would pay thirty bucks. Wait for, for a twelve issue. That's a twelve issue. Maxi. Holy shit! No, it's a five. Oh, it's a five. What am I thinking four? of? It's four. four. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of. Sorry, I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, JLA Avengers, Avengers which we read for the book club. That's I'm thinking of Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's for prestige. Oh, okay, but it's like it's double size. It's double size. Thirty bucks is still cheap, is what I'm yeah, thinking. I thought it was going to be like a hundred like background stuff too, mm-hmm. and and like a, a like a, a letter from Stanley. Um, Damn, only seven thousand. Yeah, so that so it's, it's great that they're doing this. And the thing is, like they the the editors in charge of this of this uh, have talked about like, you know, if we could print more, we would. It's you know, it's a it's a legal thing with Marvel and DC, uh, right? You like know, they can print this many to help him, but they can't like mass produce it. Maybe right. Yeah, and so yeah. like and so that that's why it's sense. probably going through Diamond also because it's not um, Penguin. It's yeah. not Penguin or Lunar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just kind of. It's a bummer that it's only seven thousand because, like, you could stock this in every store ever, and this is going to sell. You can stock this insane bar- amount. Not yeah. only just at stores, but also Barnes and Noble too. Yeah, yeah, and like all, and like I'm sure if they could, they would have. Damn yeah. it! But it's but you're right. You know, I'm probably not gonna get a copy. It sucks because I mean, I'm, I'm willing to yeah. give them money because I also I want George Perez to to be better or yeah. not, not be better, but to him to be more comfortable. Yeah, and also the fact that that team up is out of print. It kind of bums me out because that's a really good story. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, Outside we, the amalgam books, this is something I would want on because, my shelf. Because the publishing rights are owned by both companies, yeah. I'm sure it was a logistical issue. Yeah. Dang yep. it. That's what my, my assumption could be. Yeah. Happy they even got this. Me Absolutely. too. Like the fact that this is happening is crazy. Although now I wonder how much more I'm willing to pay from a second <laughs> Not that much. Ben, Four we just talked about your finances. Yeah, we did. We, we know did. you're not buying this. No, we, you're right. Cover right. price, yes. Other than that, probably not. Re- realistically, it probably only because I looked after we did our discussion about it. The previous uh, collected edition sells for secondhand like three hundred, so it's probably Flush. not going to go above that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I have the single issues. I'm okay. Never mind. Uh, I had a I had a quest to collect every Marvel DC crossover book. I remember that quest, and I have succeeded. That's good. Beautiful. You have all the amalgam. Yeah, he does. Incredible. Dark Claw. Uh, and the original Marvel vs. DC. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys want more Batman books? No. It depends. Well, let's see. Batman Fortress. No. It's coming. Oh, yeah. I don't know about this one. Batman Fortress is written by Gary Witta and will be uh, drawn by Derek Robertson. Oh, he's so Oh, Derek Robertson. This is an eight-issue limited series. Um, Witta's first DC work, as he previously co-wrote, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, he wrote Rogue One. He also wrote uh, The Book of Eli, the Denzel Washington post-apocalypse movie. I actually like that movie. That movie is awesome. I love that. I really enjoy that movie. He's a good screenwriter. Yeah. Um, This was going to see Batman having to lead the Justice League against an alien invasion uh, since Superman has gone missing. I need more information than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, On setup, I don't know how I feel about, hey, uh, what if Batman had to do Superman's job? Yeah. Yeah. And I I like his screen... Present like screenwriting work, but like yeah, like this doesn't immediately sell me. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's only eight issues, so maybe trade weight. If it was like a different Batman, it was like it's like it's 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 it's, it's Bruce, right? It's not it's not Fox. It's Bruce, yeah. Okay, then yeah, I don't care. Um, and it's another black it's another black label Batman book because there's so many of them. Yeah. I oh, another I, one. Huh? I guess I saw. Um, but this one, I I think we're all pretty excited for it. Aquaman Andromeda. Yes. <laughs> written by Ram V with art by. Christian Ward. Who I own an original page from upstairs from Swamp Thing. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a psychological horror book that will see Aquaman deal with a structure at the spaceship graveyard, Point Nemo, uh, that was not made by man. I love it. Cool. So the, right. the Aquaman line right now is like, is like one, like the best it's ever been, but two, it's, been, it's being run exclusively by like people of color and, and LGBT people. Oh. And like their whole line, it, like, like Jackson is like, is like becoming like a new Aquaman. I'm like, I got to jump in at this line. Because I was reading Black Manta, but I, I sad stop three issues in because pool is shit. Yeah. Um, but like, man, the, Christian Ward is an insanely cool, trippy artist. So like he's doing Swamp Thing stuff in Aquaman. Like I'm, I'm buying a book. So yeah, it's really great because like, this is also the first Aquaman black label. Oh. So like, you know, it's it's great to see that they're like, oh, yeah. let's do an Aquaman black oh. label. We don't need to just constantly turn out these Batman black yeah. labels. Oh, it's going to be mature. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested I like in that. this. I like Rambi a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Earth M. The Milestone Universe is back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be launching an imprint uh, called Earth M. Uh, the, milestone, the Milestone Universe will expand with a new line of comics under the Earth M imprint that will create new characters alongside the other Milestone characters. So Earth M will be all about new characters, new Milestone yeah. characters, whereas Milestone will be about like Static and Icon oh, and Bro- Rocket and stuff. Yeah, I, Rocket. I, when you said Milestone, I was like, an Earth M, I'm like, hold up, where have I heard that before? It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. Static Shock, got it. Cool. Um, I mean, those books seem to be doing pretty well, so cool. Yeah, the first the first one will be called Duo, written by Greg Pak, Ooh, with okay. art by Co Fam and Scott Hanna. It's going to be a six-part limited series. Uh, it tells the story of two lovers merged into one body, which granted them powers, but also erased the boundaries between them. Oh, okay. Ooh. I like that idea. Interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Almost like okay. a Firestorm kind of thing, yeah? Or Steven yeah. Universe. But they're lovers. Yeah, I thought that, looked, that sounded pretty cool. Sure. I like Greg Pop. Um, I think it's also going to be digital first. I forgot to write that down. Mm, okay. Um, because the, 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 the milestone books, they have print versions, but like they're digital first. On Because, yeah, I see, I see those books on the shelves. There's, there's later. Yeah. yeah. Who read Marvel Mech Strike? One of us did, right? Uh, Marvel. It wasn't Marvel Mech Strike. It was Marvel something else because that was like the one where they something. turned into. Yeah, it was like that was the one where they turned into uh, like giant Gundams yeah. for them. Uh, but Avengers Techon was not not that one. But I read that. Okay. Anyway. Well, there's another... the one where they turned into like Gundams. There's another one. Right. But it's different because they're not necessarily yeah. in the Gundams. So so Marvel Mech Strike Monster Hunters will be written by Christus Gage with art by Paco Diaz. Oh, he's good. And so um, Jeb, Jeb Wells, I believe, wrote the first Zeb. one. Zeb. Zeb Wells. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see the Avengers having to transform into Monster Hunters by donning new mech armor to defeat Doctor Doom, who has been transformed by the Eye of the Kraken. Oh, okay. Um, Doctor Doom, you say? Doctor Doom. Okay. Um, there's also going to be a pop line, a exclusive toy line. Oh God! And a that's uh, separate motion. That's comic. the exact same thing they did for for the Mech Strike. But the Mech Strike, no, I was, believe it, was a fun story. Okay. But uh, they did, yeah, yeah. I saw it's just the, like the initial. Wave. I saw the pops and everything before I even saw the comic. No, I saw the pops too, and I'm like, about. "Yo, Marvel Gundams, gimme!" I do like. Doctor Doom being taken over by some Leviathan force of evil. So like maybe and, we'll see. And I did just add that to my library on Marvel Limited. Because, 
Avengers Mech Strike. Oh, Avengers okay, no. Mech Strike. Because, you know, they're, it's Gundams. And I love that shit. Uh, Marvel Limited's open. <laughs> yeah, I, I had pre-ordered the first volume from my store, but they didn't get it because the Switch to Penguin screwed up their orders. Quack, quack. Dang it. Gundams um, uh, notoriously hate Gundams, by the way. What did you say? Pang, sorry, penguins notoriously okay. hate Gundams. Oh. I was like, I, was, I, I goofed. Was, did I? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking penguins about? Penguins hate I, Gundams. I, I was processing it also, yeah. <laughs> it's a um, deep joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, there's going to be a separate motion comic attached to this as well. Now I'm just imagining Oswald Cobblepot building his own mech mobile suit of a penguin to fight the Earth Federation. Well, I mean, he kind of does that in Batman: Pride and Prejudice. That uh, that penguin comic. He That's has true. a giant. He has a giant fight. But, oh, or, uh, like was it Pride and Prejudice? I thought that was a more subdued story. I'm thinking of a bat armor. I don't know anymore. Let's move and, on. Right, yeah, let's move on <laughs> to Transformers. As we know, IDW is losing the rights, so they're releasing Transformers: Wrestling. Last Bot Standing. That's cute. Hmm. Which will be written by Nick Roche, with art by E.J. Sweet, 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 Sweet. Yep. So weird. This is going to be set Sorry. at the end of the universe, and be about the last Cybertronian. Okay. Ooh. So it, it's kind of like the last Ronin is uh, the the Teenage sure. Turtles okay. thing. Yeah, so yeah. It's That, but the Transformers. I think this sounds the pretty thing cool. we did with Turtles. Let's do that with Transformers. Yeah, yeah. it works. And vice versa. I mean, that's been IDW's bag. They're going to do the their their the plot. Further along is like he finds himself, or the trans the Cybertronian, uh, finds himself on a planet that is just beginning, but mm-hmm. like the heat death of the universe is coming. So it's. Do we think this is going to be an established character that's old and dying or something? I think it's it probably is. Optimus Prime. I'm, I was thinking like it's <laughs> Optimus or Bumblebee or something. Yeah, yeah. Or Ironhide. Hot it could be Rod. any of those old, Hot Rod, original yeah. ones. Who's what? the most obscure bullshit one that nobody cares about? Cup. Cup? Yeah. It's, about, the... it's about Cup. Or Hound. No, Hound's cool. Yeah, Hound's got a like cool Hound. beard. John Big Good- bushy beard. John Goodman played Hound. Yeah, I, yeah, that's all I remember. In about uh, him. wait, a lot in of which one? In Transformers movies and don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Four. Uh, he's got the big beard. Oh uh, no, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was thinking like more Jeep Hound, but okay. Um, um, but I was just saying Cup because he's the one who says Bob Wheat Ground on Wheat Mini Bob. Throw up Bob Wheat Mini Bob. All right. All right. <laughs> I know what that is. Star Wars. We've we've been known to talk about that. This is a book, not a comic book. Oh, I guess no. Okay, I don't want it. So, uh, for for Valentine's Day, it was announced that Star Wars: The Princess and the Scoundrel will be releasing soon. Mm. Written by Beth Revis. This is going to begin with Han proposing in the aftermath of the Battle of Endor. Then they will get married, and then they'll go honeymoon on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, the luxury vessel at the heart of the new Star Wars <laughs> Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Disney Le- We live in hell. We live in Star Wars hell. That last bit I took from the article. <laughs> so the big reason, Synergy. The big reason why I don't love this <laughs> is because Corporate? I never thought Han and Leia got married. Yeah, that's like such a like. I, I guess it's not a problem that they did, but I just assumed they didn't. Yeah, I assumed that they just were together, and then when they weren't, they weren't. But yeah. when they were together, they were together, and when they had their kids, they had their kids, and they were together. And then Han, I like. I this never thought. Have I never thought that anybody was like. I never thought yeah. that anybody was ever talking to General Leia and being like. So where's your husband these days? Like, I I just didn't think that they ever cared about doing that. Yeah, they still because the thing is like, outside of Anakin and Padme, weddings have never seemed important mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah, 
and the like not even the concept of husband and wife has seemed important like just people are together so the focus on this has always been weird to me because those are just two characters who i my read on them from the original trilogy is that and in the sequel trilogy is that they don't really give a shit about that kind of label thing. I might be transferring too much of my own parents onto them. No, but like, no, no. That they remind me of that kind of concept about thinking about those yeah. kinds of things. Is that's how my parents were. My parents were I'm, not married until years after I was Han born. Han already got fake married. Only once. for yeah. for legal matters of uh, like anything that would happen to them yeah. in care of me. That was it. Even then, even then, in like the prequel or in the prequels. The sequel films, they still refer to her as General Organa. They don't refer to her as General Solo. I would mm-hmm. like I, the the Star Cruiser thing is really dumb. I would I would be okay with this if they didn't say like they were getting married. So it's like after Endor, they they go to spend some time together and then they conceive a baby. Yeah. That's that's okay. There's two things about this that are interesting to me. The fact that one that they and I, and I'm going to answer my I'm going to answer my my query um, with my second point, but the idea that they wanted that they want to show the the wedding of Han Solo and Leia regardless of whether or not they have we believe they should have one that they're showing it in a book right nowhere else this is a book and like that that feels interesting to me that they would that they would put that what technically should be a monumental experience mm-hmm. uh for for fans uh not not necessarily in the book but it's probably because they work backwards who can we get on this star cruiser to promote our, our our hotel, and then they work backwards to Honda. Probably, who are the most iconic. You, you know, know what? I, I got a I got a thing in the mail a few months ago uh, that it was invited like, to their wedding. No, not invited to. The, I wish. Didn't but, you? Uh, oh, it's no. it's like those ad mailers that if you ever go to Disney World or stay in a Disney World hotel, they'll send you mails and mailers and ads like "Come back to Walt Disney World." I'm like, yeah, give me money, and I'll freaking go. I got one for the Star Cruiser. I'm like, hey, this looks cool. I'm not gonna even look at how much a freaking room is because I know a they're gonna sell out like ten thousand dollars, or it's gonna be like that. Yep. At the same time, it's like a I don't have the money to go. B I don't have the time to go. And C so, I'm broke as all day. I don't even. It's, I don't a even... Four, it's a four day stay for ten thousand dollars. I thought you were kidding. No, I, it's not. not even a thought in my. I've never even. Well, I've never given this thing this more is, than two this seconds. This is of my an thoughts. experience for the for the wealthy. <laughs> Well, yeah. F we you, Disney. That. I'm never going to be able to stay at that Star Cruiser then. We actually have in the lore Han's positioning on marriage and that he doesn't really invest much in it because Han was married. Yeah. And yeah. that happened. And we addressed it in the comics when his wife showed up. So this just doesn't really. Well, it wasn't real marriage. They, that was the cover. No, for sure. But like Han did acknowledge that he's like doesn't get, respect the concept of marriage very much. Like that's not important to him. Yeah. What's important to him is the person. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's probably because they were like, we need to get an iconic couple on the Star Cruiser. Yeah, yeah. This is just one of those things where I'm like, you know, if there's anything else to this story that means anything, then sure, I'll. Read and I'm it. sure there will be. Right, but, but like, it's also but like, like as it's presented the here, I'm like, this all just sounds like shit space. that I never even thought happened in Star Wars, let alone which is in our, which is in our, our book club this year, this week, isn't it? What, the the Halcyon Star Cruiser. No, that's the star. That's no. the Starlight Star. Um, the Starlight. Oh, yeah. that's just that's just that's, a, that's no, just no, a, no no no. There's a, I dev. Oh, because I looked through the I looked through the comic. I recently looked through the comic and I projected gotcha. Star Wars Star Wars, um, because there's a comic for the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Um, Either way, the, 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 the idea what I was what I was trying to get at is like, the fact that they were like we need to to do another marketing push for this for this hotel yeah. and and put it in this book. Like there, they, like they anybody put, who would read this book can afford right. that trip. Like I mean, it's, I, I kind of felt the same way about when they made Galaxy's Edge comics, but like, whatever, it, it's fine. But like, 
this kind of feels more egregious to me. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. It does feel more egregious. Like the galaxies, at least the galaxy, the galaxy's edge stuff came out after the land happened, and apparently those are actually not that bad. I mean, this is after the hotel this, happened. But but yeah, again, it's definitely not as egregious because like the whole thing of like oh, you're going to Batu like a land in Star Wars, yeah. and, like it would it's, it's it makes sense to go there into the universe in the comics and movies, or whatever. Like yeah, this is a it's a cruise ship. Like it literally just like, said like a hotel, hotel. Sorry, the like way a that it was like hotel. hey, it's the house it's in a, Star it's Cruiser. A, it's a hotel that is modeled after a fake Star Wars cruise ship. Yeah, you're going on a fake cruise ship hotel. That they were. Uh, that, we need to make a Star Wars experience. This is more than I only, wanted to talk not about. Not only that, that majority of the people who want to go can't because it's too gosh darn expensive. Well, it's, it's apparently very cheap to get on there if you're in the Star Wars universe. Verse. True. Well, it's the tickets. Well, the money's different. Oh, are we going right. to like cryptocurrency bullshit now? Star Wars currency. credits. Uh, no, I okay. I'm done with that. Are you guys done with that? I've, yeah. yeah, I'm done All with right. this. Sparks, you didn't say anything. I said everything I had to say, so All I right. assumed I didn't need to say more. Paramount Plus had an event. Oh, yes, it did. And I kind of want to th- go through some of the things that was announced at this event. For sure. example, Halo was renewed for a second season. What? That first season is real good. Before its first season drops. Can't wait to watch the second season. Yeah. It's no Peacemaker or How I Met Your Father. <laughs> we so haven't we'll, watched we'll, it yet. We don't that's know. True, that's no. true. That's true. I... I this is I bold. didn't like the Peacemaker trailers before Peacemaker. I can't. I Everything could be good. This is bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must think they have something really good on their hands. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was also revealed, but at a different event, that he will take off his helmet uh, during the series. That's why they got an actor. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. the, let's be real. The only reason why he doesn't take his helmet off in the first film is because in the first mm-hmm. game is because they wouldn't look like a person. True. I mean, the polygons were. I mean, right up to yes, but event. there's plenty of other people who are main characters in um, the show. Ryan, question: What's hey. the name of the sergeant? The, the Johnson. Guy? Johnson. He's cool. I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, Not in too. the show. He dies in the first game, and then shows up again in the second game. He dies yeah. in the first game. Yeah, we don't talk yeah. about it. It's he, solved in a book. It's, the, it's like the. It's like the. It's the legendary. It's the legendary ending when when he when he's fighting. He's fighting an elite, and and then the explosion starts happening. He's like. Hold me. Yeah, but see, if you read the hug. if you read the flood books, he's actually like like slightly like a super agent because like he got like stuck with like radioactive particles and shit. So like he's actually like a super person. Oh, that's the right. books. He, the, he's just weird, y'all. Yeah, but he's, he's a badass. I, mean, I like no, him. He, is, he, yeah. hugged, he hugged an elite. That's right, he did. But, no, that's I just that's, that, that's, that's a, a legendary ending. ending that I just told you about. Secret. Just like two seconds ago. Secret. Ending. All right. So well, the, when you were just talking to me, season. it finally came up in my brain. Took a bit. Transformers. Seven had a bit, so Rise of the Beast is happening. Okay. Um, now here's something that's not quite clear. Um, they either said, I agree with your read. I think everybody else is reading it wrong. So they either said Transformers: Rise of the Beast will be the first of a trilogy of films, mm-hmm. or it is the first in th- in three upcoming installments of Transformers because they also named a new show coming out in the fall on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and then a CG anime film coming out after Rise of the Beast in 2024. Right, and they didn't separate those concepts when they in the way that they said it. Right. So like it sounds like it's the first of three installments we're coming out with. Like the, there was the nothing to, to make them sound like they were separated. Yeah. So I don't assi- like if they were saying it's the first in a trilogy, they would just say it's the first in a trilogy. I don't yeah. know why they would say it the way they said it and describe it as installments and then describe two other installments in the Transformers fr- anyway. Yeah. So Either way, I'm excited for Rise of the Beast still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting Rob. Interesting that there will be a new animated show and a CG show. I yeah. like Ron Mon- Perlman yeah. still Optimus Primal. I'm looking forward to that. I like monkey robots. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. A third film is in production. That movie uh, must be good. Oh, it, I, it, yeah. They, they greenlit this 
before the second movie came out, yeah. unlike the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, um, well, okay, if that means if there's like a, a killer cliffhanger, of cliffhanger ending at the end of this uh, second one. Like a puddle. Yep, like a puddle. So what is the significance of this puddle? Chaos. Chaos. Oh. It rains. Chaos rains. Okay. So I fully believe, say the next part of the news. Yeah. So Idris Elba is going to be doing a Knuckles TV series spinoff. It would surprise me, but not 100% surprise me, but it would surprise me if they didn't decide to go the route of exploring like the echidnas through Knuckles Do you and think their we'll relationship the- with... Do you think we'll get the floating island? Yeah. So I think we'll get that. I think we'll get to call, uh, Mm -hmm. to call, right? To call. Yeah. Yeah. To call, uh, and her history with the Knuckles clan. Yeah. The Knuckles clan and chaos. And that would be an easy way to build a history for chaos to be in the third film. And chaos for those who don't know is the main antagonist of Sonic adventure. The first one. And has a history with the echidnas. That's that's very cool that they're doing this Knuckles TV series. I'm all about it. Um, Idris Elba likes doing it. It's Peacemaker, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's the the Peacemaker (laughs) of the Sonic universe. (laughs) That's really good, yeah. I never never thought we'd be at this point where I'm like, yeah, give me my my Knuckles live action series to bridge me between Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, but here Mm -hmm. we are. And I'm like, wow, I guess... Are the Sonic adaptations going to be the best of video games movies? (laughs) I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but... This, this 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 makes me happy, but at the same time, I really hope that. And also, part of me that the writers got kind of go because Knuckles did have a, a a comic line next to Sonic, like his own standalone yes, book. I thought of this too. So I hope that they kind of dive into that while not trying to go into Murky Wars, because unfortunately, the original writer Ken Penders was in a huge lawsuit with Archie, which kind of nixed a lot of the Knuckles characters that a lot of fans came to know and love over oh, the years. Yeah, that sucked. But besides that, there's some good shit in those books. And yeah. I'm looking forward if they take some snippets from the from the Knuckles series and really, put it into you're the really show. Playing nice with some of that Pender's controversy right there, aren't you? <laughs> They're playing very nice. <laughs> uh, Grace and live in the chat says, uh, uh, "Knuckles over Sonic." I'll wait for Ben to cool off. You're wrong. I mean, I I've I have no fight in this race. But if I put them next to each other, I'm picking Idris Elba. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's the thing is like. I feel differently when it's Idris Elba as Knuckles than I do any other time that we're talking about just Knuckles. Yeah. I also want to say Mag is here. Hello, Mag. Hey, Mag. Uh, he's, he's, he said, he said his first comic, Capcom announced Capcom Fighting Collection and SF6. Yes, Mag, we've been busy what? today. Yeah, what? yeah. Ben, what? We, we can't talk. We, we missed news. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. Okay. I'm going to look that up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a Capcom event. They announced some stuff. We'll talk about it later. Yes. Uh, I'm real stoked that they have this faith in sonic enough yeah Yeah. this is only points to good things i i'm getting very hype for that new one yeah yeah me oh god the hype couldn't be even more and you just got me an encyclopedia guess what i'm gonna be reading tonight but besides that i'm no (laughs) hey one man's encyclopedia is another man's porn magazine oh god no you took something pure. Oh, oh, oh. You took something pure and wholesome and good, and you it's perverted my job, it, baby. <laughs> Man, this has really devolved into chaos. Okay. Oh, moving on, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to April 8th. It's gonna be a good day. A Quiet Place. We've been speculating a lot about uh, Michael Sarnowski's Quiet Place film. It is confirmed to be a spinoff because Part Three is officially in development and will be released in 2025. Oh, three years away. Don't don't know how I feel about that one. Me don't neither. care at the moment. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, am more interested in spinoff stories than continuing anything. With yeah, that, I'll see what that game's that about first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get ready for more 
more fingers, how, fingers how, on sh- how is Quiet Place Part 3 anything but more of Part 2? Right, exactly. The only thing I could see that they do like a 28 Days Later thing where they do like years in the future and then like and adapt. But they, wouldn't, but they wouldn't want to recast the, the girl. I, I, that's, I don't know. Yeah. So like, yeah. The only thing that, like, I personally, like, as good as those characters are, I don't care about watching them for a third time I unless mean, you, something I mean, drastic you, changes. You kind of have to go years in the future because part two was, like, same same week. Yeah. And, like, they're going to be they're... older, so that you, you're going to have to time jump, but, like, uh, yeah. much five, older. Five years later. But how is the plot anything besides we know how to kill them now? Here's a place wait, wait, where wait, we wait, can wait. teach you how to I kill them. I got it, you guys. So new aliens come, and they have to develop oh, sound no. cannons. Ooh. If you listen to our original Quiet Place yes, Two review, we were right though. The sound can no, actually no, you're right. This, they did do some type of they sound can, but now now a proper can, no real no, can, proper yeah. cannon, like right. those like in the Incredible Hulk, those giant machines. I like your analogy. Make the sound cannon cannon. There you go. I like I like your analogy for five, not Quiet Place. Jesus, twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later. There you go. Um, like they like they they've adapted. They live in a world post that. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. All right. SpongeBob. <laughs> Thought we'd bring this one up. Uh, three new character-driven movies are coming exclusively to Paramount Plus. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and a big theatrical tentpole is in the works. Wait, did that last one come out? Yeah, yeah, on Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah. Did we, see Paramount. It? we know no, we, we missed it did. all because of the pandemic. Got it. Okay. And also, didn't um, the latest one went to straight to Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus? Yeah, it didn't. It yeah. still went to theaters. Oh, it did. Yes, it was mm-hmm. probably a hybrid release. Probably was. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> lots of lots of SpongeBob guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm. I want to watch that movie. I don't. I haven't had any reason to go back to the shows. You don't want to watch the Sandy Cheeks movie, the Patrick Star show. Nope. No. <laughs> That's. A I, I love Sandy Cheeks, but yes. I don't want to watch a movie all about her. Sorry. Well, you're getting one. I don't. I, I, don't come, not I left Texas a long time ago. Well, maybe sorry, Sandy. Maybe it'll be Sandy, and then a Mr. Krabs movie, and then a Squidward, movie. a Squidward movie. Pearl, because they got the Patrick show. Yeah. Then I could do Patrick. It's got to be about the yeah, Squiddy. Yeah, man. I feel whatever. Like it's, it's weird. Old, old SpongeBob. It's. I feel like one of those. The, like an old man is like, yeah, SpongeBob ain't like what it used to be. Like, well, the it's old... not. <laughs> SpongeBob. It, it, it couldn't it's, be. It's, it's the Simpsons. It's yeah. a, the new Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As we know, the Seth Rogen animated film is coming. <laughs> um, we also now know that Jeff Rowe, who was the co-director of the Mitchells versus the Machines, Sweet. is directing the film. And oh. now Brandon's invested. Very much so. Yep. Because they released concept art, and it looks very unique and very not necessarily like Mitchells versus the Machines, but like definitely using that two D three D hybrid. Oh hell yeah! Um, I'm pretty interested in this. I was I was already, but like getting like a great director like just solidifies like. Sweet. You had I mean, me sweet. at Seth Rogen. You had mm-hmm. me at the director of Mitchells versus Machines. And me also, too. Yes, and they also, had you later. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. also, when, like when he said Ninja Turtles, my mind went to Shredder's Revenge, which is coming out later this year. I'm like, still can't uh, wait for that. Well, we're true. Playing, baby. Um, Hell yeah, we are. What's Marty's name? Marty. It's Adoni, just Marty. Adoni Zedek. Adoni Zedek. In the chat, hello, Marty. You could just say Marty. When did you guys get sponsored by Jack in the Box? Oops. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Today. We're not. Um, mm, let me just eat this double patty melt. You're right. It matters that they see Jack in the Box because we're being paid. We were, we were like, uh, I was watching this old, this Family Guy clip, and, it, and it's, Qu- it's Quagmire getting upset at everyone for saying the off-brand versions of famous fast food restaurants because they don't, they don't pay the licensing fees. Mm-hmm. And like Quagmire's like, they, everyone knows what we're saying. Why can't we just say McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, let's go get a, uh, let's go get a, a Big Mac at McDingles or some whatever. <laughs> McBongles. Um, that was pretty funny. All right, Blue's Clues. 
I wouldn't have put this in the news normally, but Blue's Clues is getting its own version of No Way Home. Blue's Clues, Some Way Home. <laughs> Wait, uh, No Way Home. Oh, as in like Spider-Man No Way Home? The three yeah. leads yeah. of all the of the three Blue's Clues shows yeah. are going to unite for a movie called Blue's Big City Adventure. Yep. So you got Steve and you got the other guy and you got the new guy. Steve, Joe, and the other dude. The new guy. His name's the new guy. No. It's a weird it's a weird name. I, no. Don't do that guy. to him. Well don't do that you don't know his name. You know oh, what? Right. Yeah, okay, there we go. You're right. Yeah, there you, we go. You know go. what? Good for them. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, the the popularity of uh these two coming back. Bop, bop. Uh the, for the for like the anniversary of, of that of that and like bop, bop. Steve telling us like telling my generation, like our generation, like we're so proud of you guys. Like that was like a that's like a cultural people moment were, for us. People were crying uh, of that from that uh, from that uh, video for uh, over a month. Listen, our generation is going through a lot, right? Yeah, we <laughs> need, true. Like I remember watching this. Like I know this is being seen by millions of people, but this hit it hit me right here. Yeah, and so now I grew get, up with that shit. Yeah. Now we get a feature length version of that. Will I watch it? No, probably, probably not. not. But you is it what? cool? You yes. know what? You know what? I might. Because Zara really likes Blue's Clues. Mm. You know what? If it goes I on oh, when I have children, there you go. Me too. Or if it goes on Paramount Plus, twenty that, years see, later. See this bald guy? That's the that that's my generation. This is Blue's guy. They'll have another new one by then. Blue's Cluer. No. Whatever. Nope. The bluer clue. <laughs> like, no, they're changing it to green now. All right. We just talked about Dora, the Explorer. Man, it's a what more what? Nick Jr. More stuff. I'm not gonna watch. More Nick Jr. stuff. Well, wait. There's a reason. So first off, there's a new junior animated show. Whatever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You get some shows, kids. But a new live action series is is in the works with the same spirit. They said a, a quote as the live action film, cool. which ruled. Cool. That's cool. If it's got the same spirit, does it have the same cast and creative no. team? Because if it doesn't, yeah. they didn't say. They didn't say. Um, I hope so because I really like that movie. I really doubt they'll get them back. Yeah. I for a what? show, uh, I doubt it. The, the girl who plays Dora is like one of like the youngest, like most like like she's super like hot right now. I don't think she's gonna come back for a no, Dora the TV will. show. I don't think she she's will. She's like doing big big time stuff. Hey guys, they, if they you missed... haven't seen the Dora the Lost City of the Gold, the Lost City of Gold, check it out. It honestly rips. It mm. it's true. It's a surprisingly good film. Um. Paramount Plus. They missed. They uh, missed maybe. the boat to follow up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, Danny Trejo. Would have liked the. It's liked cool the that they one. want to be in the same spirit. We'll see how that actually turns out. I I hope it is. You know what I want because yeah. I, I watch more of that. I like I, that movie a lot. Like you could change the cast, but if that creative team ain't there, I have no faith. Yeah. Teen Wolf. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. what a story! We knew we were coming to this. I did. Yeah. All right. Time to put this wolf to bed. Mixed so, feelings. So the new movie. The new movie will be will set up a new Paramount Plus original series called Wolfpack, which, which we already knew. knew. We did. Uh, everyone is returning except for Dylan O'Brien, Tyler Hoechlin, Superman, Hoechlin, Hoechlin, uh, and Arden Cho. Now Arden Cho declined the offer because she was given far less than the other returning actors, the, specifically the four female co-stars who were all getting much higher pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than she was. Yes. For uh, the return. So she said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna one do of those that. other female co-stars who's returning, her character died. So this is a blow. Yeah, but this yes. is a supernatural show. So no, I mean like like they could bring her back, but the fact that like they're paying her more to come back and play a character that's yeah, dead yeah, yeah. and has been dead for a while, uh, and not willing to match that pay for Arden Show doesn't look good. All those other what co-stars are white. Also, and it, it looks mm, like Dylan O'Brien. Didn't go. It, it sounds like Dylan O'Brien didn't come back because of this reason, 
but he's also it's, really big right now. It's mm-hmm. not clear why Dylan O'Brien isn't coming back, and that's fine. I'm Tyler not Tyler Hoechlin makes sense because he's got CW. Tyler so. Hoechlin hasn't officially declined. Oh, okay. So that's in the we just he hasn't been announced either. So there's no clear window on if he is coming back or not. And I'm assuming not. They're talking because he's busy, but he didn't officially say no. Yeah. Um, they're also recap. They're also casting an Asian lead character, offering less than I than they offered Arden Cho. I don't know anything about. That. I saw I yeah I saw that, the post I, I believe it. I saw like the post of like how much how much like they're offering for like the salary and it is like I've never seen something so low in my life for like yeah, TV yeah. wages. And this uh, is a movie. Crazy. Oh, it's a movie. This is the movie. Oh, even worse. Um, real it's quickly, horrible. I, I do want to acknowledge the chat real quickly. Grayson Live makes a makes a, a joke about Dora the Explorer, Drake's fortune. We've got three other scripts too. Mm, yeah, uh, Uncharted. Sorry, Uncharted. And it's not as good as Uncharted, but it's not like that. Watch it, Grayson. Sam Sullivan in the chat. Hello. Says Blue's Clues. His name is Josh, Steve, Joe, and Josh. So you know, it's a Josh sandwich. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Josh, Steve. I think it's Joe, Josh, Steve, Joe. Yeah, all right. All J's except for Steve. <laughs> and then, oh, I almost forgot to ask: Is it true that Futurama is coming back? Watch our last episode. Yes, it is true, <laughs> but but not Bender. But yes, um, at moment, not Bender. Extras. Yeah, I I sorry, we were still on Team Wolf. Yes, yeah, I it, and as the person who watched it, um, I. I'm still excited because so much of what was great about Team Wolf is coming back. This sucks, though. It's a it's an unfortunate. It puts a black cloud over it. It really does. Yeah. It really like killed my buzz about it in a pretty big way. That this is what happened to Arden Cho, especially her being a character I really liked. Yeah. Um, minor spoiler: she's essentially a Nine Tails uh, on that show. Um, she's really cool. Jamie Chung. Y- yeah, very, but yeah. but different. Um, but like I I really liked her. Oh wait, are you telling me the tails don't come out of her nose? Sexually? No. <laughs> um, watch Lovecraft Country, man. <laughs> wait, what? Watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah, there you sure. go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so heard... this this puts like a a damper on it, but I'm I'm still like ugh, I I want to go back though. <laughs> so right. this is a big big How? disappointment. I'm really disappointed that they couldn't like pony it up. And meet her Walk where she should have been at. Sparks, you just want to go howl at the moon, don't you? I really like Teen Wolf, guys. <laughs> it's I mean, really good. I'm I mean, really hey, glad for you. I mean, for these guys, a bad moon's rising. <sighs> okay. Uh, they also announced a Grease prequel um, and a you Beavis and Butthead movie. I got series. it. I just didn't like didn't, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't acknowledge it. A, a Grease prequel? What's it called? Oil Slick? Rise of the Queens or whatever. I forgot, I forgot the full title. Oh, really? Rise of, rise, the, rise of the pink, pink girls. I don't care. The the, the mean click. Oh, gotcha. In Greece. What? Pink the pink ladies. ladies. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. The rise of the pink ladies. I just I I'm okay. Going to be updated. Yeah, new okay. songs and dance numbers. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, and Beavis and Butt is coming back with a sequel movie and then a TV series after that. That is cool. I, the last revival of Beavis and Butt like a decade ago was fine. Um, so like I'm. You know, I'm indifferent. Yeah. Isn't the guy who created King of the Hill the same guy who created Beavis and Butthead? I yeah, don't know. Mike Judge hmm. and Idiocracy and all that stuff. And King and, of the Hill's coming back, and he's and he, Idiocracy. Yeah, he's he's mm. a brilliant guy. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Moon Knight news. Moon Knight. Yeah. What? what Speaking what? of moons, what? F. Murray Abraham has been announced <gasps> as the as the the voice of Conchu. That's awesome. He's a uh, 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 he's an Amadeus. Yeah. That's that's the movie I know him from. Um, God, that's awesome. He's yeah. got he's got a great he's he's super old now so that's actually that's really good great choice yeah really excited for that um, peacemaker I feel like we already talked about peacemaker we did <laughs> we talked to him about not him. according to them yet nope 
Uh, okay, re- it's been renewed for season two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, James Gunn will continue to write every episode and will mm. will supposedly direct every episode this time around. Nice. Um, and he also said that, uh, I also want to throw this in there, is that um, after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he'll focus more on TV. He really liked making a TV really show. Really liked making yeah. a TV that show. That makes sense. So That's it. awesome. Uh, I love that. Also, it didn't get declared in the same way, but the HBO Max, the head of HBO Max did confirm that there is a, another spinoff from the Suicide Squad yes. in development. Yes. Okay, then. With, with Gunn. For more of our thoughts, uh, check, check the out future. Our Fe- uh, Fake News Watch coming out soon. Future. Coming out soon. Um, we were all really hot on that show. Very hot. It's our show. past, but your future. Do, 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 do. Wait, why am I doing the X Files theme song? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you were doing? I was trying to. Because that sounded like that was about to be Stranger Things. I thought it was going to be Seinfeld. Well, no, because the X Files <laughs> does start with do, 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 do. What? Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you, was, were, was, you were right. Yeah, yes, I was. I was right. gonna do 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 do. No, you're right. You're right. I it's mean, also the opening. So the Stranger Things is. No, he's right because the opening of that starts with do 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 do. There is the piano that sounds similar to Stranger Things, but it was before Stranger Things. Take that, people who made Stranger Things. Screw you, Stranger Things. Yeah, bros. Oh, that is that in our news? Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh shit, it is. Uh, Mag says Silicon Valley is also Mike Judge. Yeah, that dude's so good. He's so smart. That show rules. All right. Hell yeah. All right, Wonder Twins. We love the Wonder Twins here, the Fickner Podcast. Bye. Their shape of water. A bucket of water. <laughs> they are getting a movie, uh, written and directed by Adam. S- mm, that's not a word you want to read high. <laughs> Satek Satikel. Zetikiel. S-Z-T-Y-K-I-E-L. Zekiel. Sure. Zekiel. Sure. All right. Uh, who wrote Black Adam? Didn't direct it, wrote it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he's doing Wonder Twins. I mean, uh, earlier we were talking about, uh, okay, little bit of insight into our uh, Peacemaker talk, but earlier we were saying that if someone's passionate about something, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Whereas the Wonder Twins might not be something I'm like, I would draw for, but if some someone out there is passionate about the Wonder Twins, Go for it. Anyone, anything can be good. Yeah, it's true. I mean, hell, we can't. It's we just, were like on Peacemaker before, and then it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, but it's just it's just interesting that like this is the next project after Black Adam. After Black Adam. Adam. After yeah. Black Adam. Yeah. I my my sense like what you do with Wonder Twins is something really silly, like Challenges of the Unknown from yeah from yeah uh, the Teen Titans Go Teen movie. Titans Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where my head goes. Something incredibly silly with the Wonder Twins and like make it like a fun comedy thing. But like, I, strangely enough, the only time they were ever cool was Smallville. That's true. Yeah, the one assistant in Smallville. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Cool. That's well. Look, one of them turned into a dinosaur. It did. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Do tell. <laughs> How does that CGI hold up? Not, not good. No, probably <laughs> probably not right. good. <laughs> uh, There's something else I was gonna say about the. Was there? I was gonna say that some of DC's more like not off-putting, but like out there stuff mm-hmm. has been some of their better works. Yeah, like Doom Patrol. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. Like, like do like how many yeah. how many Casey Casuals know Doom Patrol? Not a lot. How many case casuals know Peacemaker before the Suicide Squad? Not a lot. I would say people know that Peacemaker even less than Doom Patrol. Exactly. So what if a Wonder Twins movies come out by the same guy who did Black Adam, and if Black Adam is really, really good, then I have faith in it. It is just it is again just like it's, they seem like very different properties. It does. Yeah. It really does. Here's but once thing. again, we Here's haven't seen thing. Black Adam. Honestly, yet. from my perspective, even if it's good, don't know how much interest I have in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could be good and just also not be for me. No, sure. True. But again, Peacemaker made me go like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, make... I'm not. I'm not shitting mm-hmm. on it. I'm just saying like, I don't even know if I have the interest. If it's like, it'd have to be pretty, pretty great yeah. to to like pass. Like, I don't really have an interest in the Wonder Twins even when they're done well. Uh, I see. I'm more more open minded than that. Sure. 
I, you know, I'm kind of sparse because I also really don't care about the one. I don't give a shit at all. But if that movie's good, I'm gonna go see it and support it all and right. yell for the clouds for it. Good all right. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi uh, was in the news this week as it was revealed that John Williams has composed a theme. What for the show? Much like he did with Han Solo's theme for um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, just one song, and then John Powell uh, mm-hmm. does his does, does his does thing around rest. that Han Solo's theme. And um, and so it's the same thing with like now he's doing that for Obi Wan, okay. giving him a theme for the show that will that the composer will work around. Okay, I don't. Can anyone see do bum, Han Solo's bum, theme? Bum, 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 bum. I watched Solo kind of when I was going to sleep recently. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's cool. Like John Williams is, is the goat, so that's cool. It's that's nice cool. that he's kind of like coming back for the characters that he's already scored. Yeah. Like it's not like he's going to go back to like the Mandalorian. It's it's but not he, like he'll do like an Obi Wan or a Solo. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like him coming. I mean, the dude's. How many times has the dude retired and come out of retirement for a movie? And this isn't even, isn't even coming out of retirement. It's just composing a song. Yeah. And it's only just one song. a jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just gonna be like Star that. Wars jingle. <laughs> I mean, that's his next album, Star Wars jingles. I'd buy it, Bob. That, that entire movie. Oh god, that movie right. is so good. I do like Ludwig Ludwig's Boba Fett theme. It is really good. Wait, who did he also do the Mandalorian theme? The, yeah, Ludwig Goransson is the is the composer for the Mandalorian. He is not the composer for the Book of Boba Fett. But he, he did just the... he just did the theme. Yeah, yeah. Where were you telling me? That? <gasps> da, da, da. Um, yeah, he wrote that one. Da, 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 da. And the one from Mandalorian. Anyway, doesn't matter. Parker. We did a book club a while, a while back about Richard Stark, Richard Stark's Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys recall, there was adapted by Darwin Cook into a comic book. Hmm. Um, well, it's getting another movie adaptation. This is not the first movie adaptation. Yep. Jason Statham had one. Um, Shane Black will be doing this one. And Robert Downey Jr. will play the lead. He will also produce it. Happy to watch those two get back. Me Absolutely. Too. Kiss, they, kiss, bang, bang me all day long. Bang, Iron Man 3. Yeah. They work so well together. I am glad this is happening. And it's a good property for Downey at this point. Sure. Uh, I think. I, I think. And it's a. It's right up Shane Black's alley. Yeah. Does another the private detective. Yeah. Doing this thing. Absolutely. That's what he did. Makes. Any of you ever watch Downey Jr. singing Detective? I haven't yet, but I own it. I've been meaning to. Pretty good. It's weird. Yeah. But it's it's solid. Um. Yeah. I'm happy that this is happening. I liked Parker a lot. Darwin Cook's adaptation was really good. Um. And then Shane Black is a great director. Absolutely. Sorry, Statham. Yeah. Fallout. Oh, baby, this is this is the best news. Walton Goggins has been cast oh. as the lead in the Fallout Wally Goggs. <gasps> well, TV, show. TV show. I want to TV watch show. It. I heard it's called TV Fallout show. TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I mean, like, Fallout is just, it's, it's a cool, like, post-apocalyptic, like, retro sci-fi world to live in. Um, Wally Goggs is a great character actor. He and is. Have him be the lead of the show makes it infinitely more exciting for me. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is also done by the people who made Westworld. Yes, it is. Yeah, so like I am so effing on board for this show. Oh my god! What, what is what thing is this coming on? HBO, Amazon, Amazon. Okay, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Ooh, it's gonna be so they got the money for it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be violent as hell. I'm so I'm so excited for this. But I, I haven't played the the Fallout games, but I'll probably watch it just for Walter. Uh, he he'll he'll definitely God. be a dude who gets frozen and wakes up like 400 years in the future and is like, wow, I'm in the apocalypse. This is awful, and I'm just gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, it's really fun because the Fallout games have a really dark sense of humor. Like, it's apocalyptic, but it's also really funny, so I'm curious if it's going to be, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, not like Westworld, because Westworld's very serious. Yeah. Um, that'd be great. I'm very excited for I it. I mean, they're not writing it. They're just executive producing it, so oh. it's got a different pair of writers on oh, it. Oh, okay. 
Oops. Oops. And that's how the sh show that's, ends. That that was all over my laptop. Uh, real quickly, live stream is still going. We're still good. Okay. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> cats. Cats. Cats be cats. Stranger Things. Moving from Amazon Prime to Netflix. Stranger Things season four mm -hmm. uh, is coming. They released some posters for it. Mm -hmm. um, season four will be coming, and it's broken up into two parts this time around. Oh. Volume one will be on May 27th, and then volume two will be July 1st. Okay. And it's the same amount of episodes? Six, I think. Six each, or? I think that's what they said, yeah. Okay. It was a, it was it was an up round number like that. Okay, um, I I'm ready. I want more Stranger Things. Me too. It's very interesting. They're trying a different model for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess this has to do with like they're just not going to be ready to. They're not done editing the last half. Like gives them, gives them the extra time while also putting out a show. I guess you can just you know wait a couple weeks and just finish it all at once. But who am I to say how you make how you do your work? <laughs> um, and then season five, it was announced that season five will be the end of the show. Cool. When all the kids are twenty five years old, they're getting very old. They are. It, it shocked me that like. It's been going for seven years, and there's only there isn't even four seasons yet. No, no. yeah, well, it it's long breaks between. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Part, please pardon the pun, but it's strange that the show has been in the cultural zeitgeist for that long. Yeah, I don't know. There are Stranger Things. God damn See, it! That one was better. <laughs> All right. But yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm glad that they have an end date set. Yeah, me too. Honestly, also, like I, I want Stranger Things to kind of come to a, a solid conclusion. I don't want it to kind of whimper. Just out. meander. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, because man, that show was. I like that is. show. I want that show to end well. Yeah, too. and I've been getting gradually and progressively nervous it won't. Yes. Well, I'll t like I remember like we were hot on season three, and season two was not the same. Right. Season three was good, so yeah, I yeah. hope, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's keep the, up the momentum, mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, but I, I do, I am glad. I always feel better with something like this, where it's like, yeah, we got an end in sight now, mm -hmm. and I'm like, cool, we're working towards that, and and hopefully it'll be solid. Yeah, yeah. one of the few Netflix shows to get past the season two. Good for you. Yeah, Bioshock. Oh boy, somewhere Gore Verbinski is. Man, this is really hype. This, I, this is one of those situations where I want you to read the news and I want. Netflix is going to produce a film adaptation. Of Bioshock, and there's no writer, director, or anything attached. It's like no. we're making it. Uh, Gore Verbinski was attached to make Bioshock for years, and he was like, "Listen, I need, I need this to be a really expensive rated R movie because that's what that's to make this movie right. It has to be rated R, and it has to be expensive because it's an underwater city dealing with like like uh, genetic splicing and like big daddies and like giant like mech suits and like little like little DNA monsters. Like uh, Bioshock is so scary and so cool, and the fact that it's happening like on Netflix, like." If this doesn't have a stellar creative team, then like I am just not not convinced. One hundred percent. This is this is this is a game that is like one of the greatest games of all time. Like one of the greatest stories. Like this is like like above the regular game. Like this is something that like Gore Verbinski needs to make. If it's like we got the people who made Cowboy Bebop, gonna be like, wow, not we interested. We got the team from Red Notice. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He's, a, he's already doing another hard. Movie. Yeah, hard pass. Like honestly, like Gore Verbinski, like I don't know what that dude's doing right now. Uh, he, he made a cure for wellness like five years ago. Um, not making another pirates movie, and he's not making sure. another pirate. So like, I pray that they try to get him, mm. or he's even still interested in making it because he was like, he was. It's like Guillermo del Toro making the Hobbit. He was invested into it, and yeah. then it got taken away. So like, I, this is such good news, but could also like, Bioshock is too good for for Netflix. Time to start <laughs> that prayer circle, yeah, everyone. My, my prayer beads are being uh, uh, ordered on Amazon. Trailers. Oh, we're going to the park. We Woo! are trailer park. The Boys Presents Diabolical. I I'm conflicted. need to see, I guess I just need to see an episode. Because for me, like, it's just, 
still feels just like flashy violence for violence's sake. Yeah. In a way that like, boys just isn't. And I don't know that it will be more than that. This, and the thing- this feels like the Garth Ennis comics. Garth Ennis yes, wrote the boys, yeah, right? Yeah. It feels like his comics at its worst. Yes. Just adapted for the screen. And I'm like, I don't so, like those comics. Yes. Yeah, so now that we have a bigger picture and it is like, you know, like an anthology, like an Animatrix or Star Wars Visions or whatever. Um, they're just going to be, instead of it being like cool stories in the world, it just looks like, hey, here's a violent story about superheroes. And like, but it's only going to be five minutes long. It's going to be like an anthology of just violence. And like, I, I just don't know if I'm interested. Like, uh, even if they have like a nice little moral like compass to the story, I don't know if I want micro-sized boys episodes, I, you know? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I love, I love the show, The Boys. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, I'm kind, I don't like that world. There just, is one story in there where it's like, become the better you. And the guy like who people be, like yes. taking the drugs and shit. And I'm like, okay, there's something That's here. That's the one that There's I something that feels almost animatrixy here. Yes, but, yes. Th- but then you get... The laser, the laser eye baby, and it's just like blowing people's heads. And off. Homelander, like, just like so, I'm I, actually crazy. Laser eye baby is the only one where the violence isn't necessarily bothering me because that feels like a Animaniacs R-rated, yeah, yeah, yeah. animation style. Yeah, and I'm like, friends. if it's just that one that's like that, okay. But I want everything else to have the kind of story depth that it looks like the one about the person taking the stuff to make themselves the better, the better version. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want that kind of thoughtfulness, and I'm just not convinced that most of these are going to do that. I'm not, I'm not writing it off entirely, but like if the reviews are good, I'll probably give it a shot. But right now, I'm like, I just none don't of, know. None of the trailers have convinced me that this isn't slightly diluting the brand. Yeah, I will say it is nice that like a lot of them are doing different animation styles for each one. Yeah, like it is different, 100%. different studios. So like they're doing the animatrix thing that is cool instead of it just being one style. So that is a nice, nice thing at least. Yeah, but I'm probably just gonna either just pass on it or just I'll watch it if everyone says, "Yo, this is really good. You should watch it." Yeah, review but, season. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, it's like I'm I'm good with just the boys by itself. Wait for season three. Yeah, I'll yeah, just wait for season three. Coming soon. I hope so. I want it. I'll just I'll probably just wait for I that. I want to taste it. Give me that soldier boy. Really, right. I just want Fox Mocking the season two more. But that's bro, true. it just ended. I know it just oh, ended. So but mean. I know. I know. It took three years to animate that thing. Go finish kill a kill. Ben, granted, Ben, when I when I saw Arcane, I was like, "Yeah, take six years. I don't care how long." Right. And you're just like, "Yeah, Arcane. you took twelve years to make this. Screw God. you. Give me it now." Oh, you made uh, you brought up art, <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Constantine, the House of Mystery. Oh yeah, this is a short, but it's a damn interesting looking. Yeah, so yeah. like without the el- the cool element that I'll bring up, I'd be like, "Yeah, this looks like a cool thing that I probably won't end up watching." But it ends up, this is a sequel to the last, like, canon, big JLA, like, crossover. Justice League like, Dark Apocalypse Apocalypse War. War, which is, like, the end of, like, the, the like, the MCU. Uh, it's a Kamu. Justice that's League we, thing. That's what we call it. The, the, the Kamu. The Dukamu. The, the yeah, yeah. end of the previous existence of the universe. Yeah. So, it like, reset. It, so this is then, like, acknowledging the reset of the universe. And, like, that's really cool. And they haven't done that in the in the current timeline of, of, of DC movies. Um, and this is not in that style. It's in the style of the old DC, of yeah. the older style. Um, well, but also not quite in that either. Like John has a new look. Yeah. So does Etrigan. Like they don't look exactly the same. Yeah, he doesn't have like the full style. Yeah. Matt Ryan back Matt, as mm-hmm. uh back back as Constantine. Lord bless Matt Ryan for still being able to do Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. Especially he's a good he's a good voice actor for him too. He is. Um and he's gotten better like over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see kind of like the aftermath of what happened after Justice League Dark Box before. That definitely intrigues me. Like having a Constantine animated show. Anime, whatever with Matt Ryan, you've already got me. But like mm-hmm. that added one, I'm like, 
All right, I'm curious to know what we're doing here. Are we going to connect the two universes or yeah. what? It's like cool. You, yeah. Like when you told Sparks to type it into his fire stick when we were watching the trailer, I was like, man, I really hope it's Matt Ryan as Constantine still. And it is. Yeah. And I was like, yay. Uh, I, it's now that we're like in the new universe with like, you know, like the man of tomorrow and like uh, uh, long Halloween, long Halloween and stuff. Like, I just thought like that previous universe was just forever done. So it is cool that they're doing like, you know, like, like post Secret Wars. Oh, let's talk about that la- we'll, universe thing. Maybe we'll get my, uh, my maybe we'll get Robin and, uh, Shit, Raven, Robin and Raven back together. Maybe. Oh, spicy. I like them in that movie mm-hmm, franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our flag means death, y'all. Let me tell you. About, let me tell you about the real life hero that is Steve Bonnet, <laughs> BFF with Blackbeard because Blackbeard loved having a little jester man next to his side. Uh, this is about a rich man who wanted to become a pirate, but he's not a mean person. He's a gentleman pirate. I. I, like if this a gentleman like yeah like that looks like a large woman in a blouse or whatever like yeah uh it's about a nice guy being a pirate in like in the 1700s or whatever like uh i love reese darby um i love taika waititi you guys do too like this show looks just so much fun it looks like really expensive like it we don't often get really big pirate shows and this is a huge pirate comedy like the last one we got i want to say was, yeah Black yeah Sales. that was like over a decade ago yeah uh was it, it i feel like it this you it also does. thought Kill a Kill was five years exactly, ago. Exactly, so it's probably even longer. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, you know, no, I, it probably was almost almost ten years ago because when Black Sails is big, Game of Thrones was bigger. That's true. That was Stars' answer to, to Game of Thrones. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure you guys are all, all like a super sad too. I'm I very like, excited. I, for this. I just like yeah. I, again, like I went through my pirate Viking age like during the pandemic, so just like I'm well versed <laughs> in Steve Bonnet's real life history. So it's gonna be fun to see like how they dramatize this stupid a- man's life. It's a damn entertaining looking show. Black yeah. Sails is eight years old. Okay, thank oh, God. Close. Thank, thank close. God. Black Sails. Black Sails came out in 2014. I got two years. Thank God. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, this show looks fantastic. I'm I can't wait to watch it. I'm very excited for this. I love Reese Darby. I love Taika Waititi. I love pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Just Taika Waititi's Blackbeard sounds like that's a good and it time. just looks HBO? so funny. Yeah, HBO? HBO Max. Hell yeah, HBO Max. That big budget. Got the money. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, this is a bad trailer. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> this is not me shitting on uh, what this movie is going to be or anything. This is a bad trailer. This Thank is a poorly cut mm-hmm. trailer. Uh, I don't think the music does anything for it. No. This isn't me like not liking the song. It just isn't doing anything in conjunction with the movie yeah. to sell it or do anything like that. It's weirdly paced and not presenting its material very well. But the concept is incredibly fascinating. And so it hyped me up because like I we didn't know this is what this movie was actually actually about yeah this is very cool i don't think it's an accident that they make a direct acknowledgement of roger rabbit in the trailer yeah i think they are trying to telegraph to us this is gonna be in the vein of who framed roger rabbit and i'm all about that yeah i am so glad that i'm not the only one who thought this was a really bad trailer because when i first saw this i was like nope i see i was i uh i was taken aback by just the idea of the trailer itself like i don't even know if it's a good or bad trailer i just i never thought a movie like this would get made specifically by the lonely island crew who they just made a movie like this a couple years ago called pop star never stop never stopping and that's exactly what this movie is but with chippendale so like yeah the trailer's not great i never thought a movie like this would be made i I think this looks insanely fun I'm, i'm i'm with you ryan like um I did. I did kind of feel like there was something off about the trailer, but like, yeah, the music does not work. The, like the it's a, idea yeah. of like we're going, we're we're doing the chip and we're, true we're, Hollywood story, right? We're using the, like the the Chippendale true Hollywood story in the in the vein of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and like having like the the you know the 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 whole uh, commentary like reboots and anime animated reboots and things like that. Like I was not 
we were not aware of what this movie was. Before I thought it was going to be a Smurf, like another Smurfs. But this like, yeah. was, this was so far out of left field, and I got very excited. Yeah, I got yeah, I got more excited by by the premise alone. I yeah. I I'm fully with you. I agree on that. Like I I love the concept. We are we're seeing like meta analysis of animation, whether it's through the uh the the era of like cats and uh, yes. Beowulf. Our the presence. Beowulf thing killed me. I did uh, I, this. This is like it's gonna be like like what Spider Man is like a like a love letter to the MCU or whatever. This is a love letter to animation almost. Yes. Like even the bad stuff. Uh, we've we've yeah. got a character villain that seems to be an amalgamation of different Disney characters. Not seems to is uh, that we see in the trailer. Like the, we paused it and we were trying to pick out like Quasimodo's torso, uh, Rekka, Ralph's Ralph's from uh, Wreck and Ralph's arm, left yeah. arm, uh, Fat Cat's face mm. with Maria the cat from the Aristocats, uh-huh. little bow tie. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's there's a lot going on here, um, and again, like uh, a fascinating thing that a lot of people haven't been catching, but some have, is uh, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic characters appearing, which they're not owned by Disney. So there's some studio work going on here mm-hmm. that's going to be really interesting. Again, like Roger Rabbit, this is going to yeah. be interesting to see how it plays out. I do have one complaint, and it's the animation, um, specifically Chip. Uh, when we see them in the past when Chip and Dale's at its height, they're all done in this style. When we move up forward, Chip and um, uh, the one who loves cheese, whose name is escaping me. Um, oh, cheesy. I just remember. They're, they're, both, they're both still in this animation form, which is that it's not true 2D. It's 3D generated 2D, yeah. which bums me out, man. Uh, especially that it's, it, I would mind it less if it at least was showing that when they're in the past, when they're in like the heyday of the, the show being popular, yeah. they're classic 2D animation. And it's all the more jarring because there is hand-drawn figures in this trailer that aren't Chip. Uh, the one that's feeding the mouse that's saying more cheese, please, is actual 2D animation. By the way, that's so cute. More cheese. Yeah, that's a 2D animated figure, actual 2D animation, and Chip isn't, and it's driving me crazy because, like, part of the point is uh, the CGI model against, like, 2D animation. Like, yeah, I got that CGI upgrade, bro, uh, of what Dale is doing, and it, it just feels so bizarre that they didn't dedicate to actually doing the hand-drawn animation with them, especially when you have the one of the few praises I can give Space Jam A New Legacy, beautiful 2D hand-drawn animation. Yeah. They Those characters look incredible in 2D. It was stunning, and mostly because you haven't seen Big Budget do it in so long. And the fact that like this is coming from Disney, and we're doing a thing that's specifically analyzing all the different forms of what animation has done, and we're having 2D represented characters, but we're generating them out of 3D. Mm-hmm. Big bummer. There's that shot where they're both on like the platter that's coming down towards Roger Rabbit. Yeah. They look like shit. They look like shit dancing mm-hmm. on that thing because they're 2D characters being rendered out of 3D. They do not look good. They do not look as good as they should. It's a bummer, man. But yes, I think the concept is super cool and I really want to see it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. I, I think that the that the concept alone and it's weird to do it with chip and dale like like you could plug in any characters but it's kind of kind of makes it unique to do it with chip and dale mm-hmm. um i mean it helps that like you have two characters so like they can have like like you know the relationship then the divide instead of it just being like a solo character in, or a huge group of characters or whatever right yeah importantly it was always a little weird to me why john mulaney and andy sandberg were stepping in as the voices for these characters and I was like, I guess that's kind of to get away from the Alvin and the Chipmunks of it all. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's part of it. Yeah. 
But now it's also an acknowledgement of like, well, this is what their real voices were. Like they're playing characters yes. when they're on yeah. the show and yeah. this is who they really are. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, which we didn't know that was the narrative at the time. So I really like that. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, John Mulaney's voice as Chip does not work for me at all. Any Sandberg has, any, uh, hmm? I, I think. No, Andy Sandberg's Dale. Oh, is Andy Sandberg yeah. Dale? Okay. Yeah. John Mulaney as Chip is not working for me. Dale, I'll be honest. I don't have a connection to them. To, I mean, to really, to care. For me, Andy Sandberg works better as Dale, but uh, I like that. I, Melania's. I am not. Chip. I am not going to say they're not working for me. I will say the first time I watched it, it was a little jarring to hear those voices come out of those right, characters. Because so squeaky. Just because it's different. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's not. It's not breaking anything for me. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. The animation is is way more harping on me, man. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Like, I don't have a show called Animation Station, so like, I'm not an animation guy as much. But like. Didn't bother me whatsoever. That's, I didn't even I didn't even notice it to be honest. That's that's fair. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Hell yeah. Oh wow. Should we get into our topic then? I Absolutely. Guess. Yeah. So we're back. We never left. We don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome but back. Sparks. It's time to it's... ask what if, as so many people on Twitter seem to want, what I'm if I'm not Lucas seeing any film, of it. <laughs> gave in oh it's definitely happening though what if lucasfilm gave in to the the snyder cultists of star wars and wiped away the sequel trilogy from canon it's a dumb idea and started well you know a guy from work who whose source is they said <laughs> says that they're actually gonna do it yeah sure yeah i'd rather them get rid of the prequels i mean like, I, I i and i acknowledge up front like this will never happen there's there's no real Never universe where this would ever happen. I acknowledge that. I understand that. But there's enough demand out there that I thought it would be interesting for us to discuss what would that even do? Not necessarily just to Star Wars, but to pop culture if It'd you broke that line. Um, I mean the grand the like the broad the broad answer would be absolute pandemonium and I would also say catastrophe. It would be an interesting because it's an interesting like what if scenario to kind of think about because you're right sparks it, it is very much like you know what would the what would the cultural reaction be to that to that sort of thing to kind of this this level of pandering like look giving the suicide squad to uh, not the suicide squad to um, um justice league back to to Zack Snyder that was that was giving people what they were asking for but to this level there is no world where there's another version of, of the sequel trilogy that never got to be made, like Zack Snyder's, like Zack Snyder's Justice League. True. So, like giving this to people who are just demanding it based on, let's be honest, not altruistic reasons, gives them a validation. True, truthfully, uh, if there were enough money to be made in it, they'd do it. Yeah. And like that, that's a, that's unsettling. But it's it's well, true. Of course, anything that makes a lot of money can happen. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah. I had more to say with that, but sorry, but, no, yeah, 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 undercut it. Absolutely. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, but but like if, if they did it, uh, and they had a reason to believe that there was that money behind it, it's it's a really like, I understand people being displeased with it, but but this concept that you would just wipe away all that work and all of that, and and you at where where do you stop then? Yeah. Once that chain has been broken, I think in Star Wars, but in pop culture in general, what, like I I just can't wrap my head around that the belief not only the desire but the belief that that would be done yeah and it's interesting that like the vehicle that the thing is going to do it are like the mandalorians like, right the yes era. constantly what they were pulling to is that the disney plus shows are here to wipe away yes 
the canon that has been set up in the sequel trilogy that's the purpose of them yeah and so like there's this kind of like conspiracy theory going around that like you know these shows are all going to like lead up to like thrawn i think is the is the current like this is sure. all leading to thrawn or something like that um the idea like what would they like what would they need like they already said that that book of boba fett did retcon the, the last jedi specifically which it doesn't um but like they're already kind of using that ammunition and going so far as to like if it was what would they need said like oh han and leia never had a son mm-hmm. like it, it, then that's the, the that's what 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 will do it like they just need a little they just need a little bit of, of validation to just all of a sudden say that the whole ship is falling apart right yeah it, it's i hate it i hate it well and yeah i mean this is not i know i know we all I, I know we all hate it but at the same time it's just okay i'm trying to get my thoughts to, to get because it's going about 100 miles a minute it's like you said, Brandon. It's people taking that validation and grasping at a, the tiniest of straw, and whatever piece of straw they get, they see that as irrefutable proof. It's yeah. essentially it's it's the conspiracy theorists. And it's people who take things way too extreme, and they're just running with it. And what I say, look, I agree. Not everyone likes the last Star Wars films. That I I'm not a big fan of the Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not demanding Disney remake a billion plus dollar movie just because i didn't like it if you don't like it i'm sorry tough yeah, you're not just, the one who made just, the movie you're not the one who did you, you who... brought up an, you brought up an idea you brought up an idea that i wanted to, i wanted to dive into is this any different than like halloween ignoring the previous sequels that came before see it? this is a this that's an interesting point of why i've thought mm-hmm. about this is that that and like what what they did when they wrote out like and turned previous entries into legends right yeah like i've i've thought about this where i'm like there there's enough pretense of it being possible but like not not like not with star it's, wars it, it, feels it, it feels it feels bigger with like main movies to take them out of canon yeah. right um but like so the 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 world that i'm afraid of us walking towards uh with the way we're playing with multiverse more and more yeah is getting to multiverse star wars entries sure. and down the line getting to a point where they're like well, here's a what if scenario for those of you who wanted the real Star Wars sequels, and yeah. here's here's a what if seven, eight, nine. Because there's uh, a sense that's, that, a, that's that, a multiverse one. There is a sense that that Lucasfilm is willing to cater in some way to this demand, mm-hmm. but not go so far as, but not quite take the the step that they desire. Yeah, we've and, been ingrained with what if forever, though, so I don't have a problem with them doing what if because we've read what if uh legends books like multiple no 100 percent. i i think that i and that's why i kind of want i i think it's a matter of if uh of when not if Mm -hmm. we get multiverse star wars stories i think that will happen but i but i question if they'll ever come to film and if they do i i don't think that they should ever be a what if the sequel trilogy but different right that will never happen in our lifetimes um yeah, but like going back to like my 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 question, like you know, there are franchises that do this regularly. Sure, but like Star Wars feels like a bigger I, one. Like it, it like the, it wouldn't happen to Star Wars. Star Wars is too much of a touchstone. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have to say like the Halloween films. The Halloween films don't have that much of a fan base, and people are just happy like cool new Halloween. Where Star Wars, that is a cultural, but that Many is a cult- base their identities on it. Hmm? Many people base their identity. Exactly. Yeah. Star Wars, like uh, Spark said, it is a cultural touchstone in not just American cinema, but the world. Like you go anywhere in the world and you can mention Star Wars. Someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I love Star Wars. It's interesting. What I think is what what, what I think is kind of cool. What Sparks is like touching on is is the fact that like 
on various sides of this issue, there's precedent already established. Like I said, with the, you know, people can erase sequels all the time. Um, the fact that Lucasfilm is willing to appease in some way to the, the quote unquote Phantom Menace. Um, that, so like the two of them combined almost kind of feel like where, where Lucasfilm could potentially head, you know, mm-hmm. um, because especially because they're all like focused on like corporate synergy we just read yeah. the, the news of like the halcyon star cruiser uh there's this sense of ownership we've we've talked about before especially in tandem with star wars when we talked with ken knapsack uh that you, there's this ownership that makes it so you kind of brush up and fight against like a, a lot of people do brush up against and fight against what what the story is doing because it's not what they envisioned for it this happened before with the prequel trilogy yeah. and like i have issues with the prequels but like i wouldn't just want them even though i i've heard people and i've thought of and heard people describe like better versions yes. of what those movies there are is doing a clone wars that existed before the clone wars that is in my opinion way cooler right like I've, I've heard of these things but like i wouldn't necessarily say yeah like go and go and make that now like go and wipe away episode two attack of the clones like it it, it is what it is it's it's it it's my whole problem with rise of skywalker is that rise of skywalker i feel like is the one chain that kind of breaks the rule of why everything is working is because everything still feels like it's yes and yeah. uh whereas rise of skywalker felt like it was mm, yeah no, no but, but. Yeah. yeah um and uh it, but i still like i accept that rise of skywalker is where that story ended up yeah. uh and and i wait for the next thing that's going to make me feel better about where that story ended up right, doing but, it right but now you're not, but you're not looking but the like the difference is what they're asking for is to redo mm-hmm. them whereas you're just like you know like clone wars did with the with the, the prequels it kind of re, it recontextualizes things it makes you feel a little bit better about some of the issues that they have and they're looking for that for the sequel trilogy this, not for them listen to be it's redone. the same people who wanted to do the last scene of the game of thrones it's, it's stupid people like right. it's just deal with art when it's bad. Just deal with it. It's, yeah, we all do it. It's a it's the same it's the same thing with um the DC universe which we were talking about with uh, on our Peacemaker episode where like I don't care for Batman v Superman. I frankly never need to see it again in my life. I accept that it exists in the world of the films I'm watching, but I also don't ever need to see it again to engage with those other pieces yeah. of of the fiction. Just the same as like. I don't have to watch Rise of Skywalker again. Right. Like I won't. it is part of the canon. I don't have to watch it again. Uh like they'll they will eventually tell a story that takes place after it. It will have been the history of that story. If that story is good, I can like that story and still yeah. not be very crazy about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um you also wanted to bring up CG Luke. Yeah, so like you know, in, in connection with this uh CG Luke has hit the it is kind of the the furthest along that we've gotten with how good these these kind of deep fake properties can look and i we we've talked about like when the james dean thing was announced and and where that that's headed and all that kind of stuff and uh just kind of where we're at right now the reactions to it where we think that's heading for pop culture as a whole uh not necessarily just strictly in in relation to star wars and and how we feel about when it's used and why it should be used kind of thing yeah um because i'm I'm pretty comfortably, I think, in the place of I like the idea of using this technology when we are working with either the consent or uh, actual use of the living actor yes. to do it. And then that's being used to enhance the performance already. So an example with Mandalorian would be Mark Hamill is actually contributing the lines 
contributing work to create the performance of the character. It's a, but it's, the deep fake is making him look like he did 30, 40 years ago. Great. I think that's a good use of that technology. Yeah. Uh, it's a collaboration. Building a robot, yes. Luke. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it's it's kind of used again as that feel going back to like, you know, this is now we're seeing like the true Luke Skywalker. You know, people talk about it a lot like this is my Luke Skywalker. This is how it, because like your what, Luke Skywalker is not real. What they want is for Luke Skywalker to not have done anything wrong. Between, <laughs> no, in between like the times we see him, like it's the idea of like, you know, when you get something like a character, like a legacy character returning and they feel like you just left them, even though it's been like some. some they don't want any character years. change. They want to be exactly the same way that they were 30 years ago. Yeah. And so like you get this. So you get the sense that like they've not done anything in the meantime. You know, we we, we see in like um, like Laurie Strode going back to the Halloween thing. Um, we feel like she has done things in between. It, it feels like she that character did not just stay in amber until the next time we saw her Mm -hmm. but that's what they want for luke they want for luke to just kind of be taken out whenever he's necessary and and not not touch your the the toy aspect Mm -hmm. of him and don't take him out of the box yeah and that that that's creating this idea that we need to keep deep baking this luke skywalker so it keeps looking like mark hamill and sounding like mark hamill as if it was so that maybe we'll trick people into thinking this is the this is the Mark Hamill you always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. That sucks. If the voice didn't sound like shit, and they just got him, I and and it still, even though Mark Hamill's old, they just got him and and did did his voice it instead feels of doing like, a robot voice. It feels right. like this is this is this is the Luke Skywalker. This is Luke Skywalker, the actor yeah, if Luke he's Skywalker. Muted, it is a hundred percent. But then this he is, talks and he's drunk. Right, but it, like it, it feels like you're you are actually this is not a living, breathing thing anymore. This is not an right. actor performing the role of Luke Skywalker. This is a stunt double with a robot face. This is the character, this is the actor mm-hmm. known as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. This is Kermit the Frog. Sure. Kermit the Jedi here. I, I would have to agree with, uh, with Sparks on his point where, or like the, the power of his point where he, where the actor gives consent and is a part of it. Like the, the scene in the Mandal- like the season finale of, of season two of Mandalorian where Luke shows up and that was Mark Hamill like on set physically. I mean, yes, they defect him to make him look 30, 40 years younger, but it was still him there. Well, that made not it- technically. He's not the body, he's just the voice. But still, he had a part He was involved. Of it. He in was some exactly way. he yeah. was involved. Some way. When I felt when I was talking to you guys in that episode of Boba Fett, where it's like they put his name there, but he wasn't involved at all. I'm like then don't do it. If he wasn't there, if he did not contribute a damn thing, why is his name? He the was credits? the executive producer of that voice role. And Luke Skywalker as himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the that's the James Dean thing, right? It, like this James, is James Dean is going to be in a movie, right? So like that's that's a great like I'm pretty strongly against like I don't think there should be a deep fake of James Dean into a film. Yeah, yes. I don't think that's appropriate. Here's something where I was I it came up today in my brain because we watched the Elvis Baz Luhrmann trailer, um, which. Cool. Uh, I I like Baz Luhrmann, so probably going to like it. Um, But uh, it got me thinking, like, I think where I might shift my line is when it comes to biopics. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I feel that way is because when we're talking about historical figures, uh, they're already trying to look like them anyway. This is already a story that's being consented to be told about them anyway. You're trying to find someone that looks like them. If you are taking that actor's performance and enhancing it with defake to make them look closer to that historical figure... Yes. That I also think is okay. Yes. So if you were making a biopic about James Dean, a actor is playing James Dean, mm-hmm. and then the deepfake is helping that actor to look more like James Dean. Yeah. I'm more okay. I got with something this. for you. 
Lily James in Pam and Tommy right now. She's right. unrecognizable yeah. as Pamela Anderson. Right. If that were makeup or a deep fake, what's the difference really? Exactly. It's a yeah. tool. Exactly. Like, technology is um, a tool at, at the end of the day always, so it could be used however you need to, but use it for good, not for people and who, whether, can't, and who, whether, can't be, who can't say no to it. Right, and whether de deceased or otherwise, yeah. like, again, a biopic of James Dean, I'm like, I'm more for that having a deep fake on it to make the actor look like James Dean as long as the actor is still contributing a performance to yeah. it. If makeup can't do it, then why not? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas the the actually we are just artificially recreating James Dean is like, that's gross. Yes. Um, Christian Bale as uh, um, former vice president. Dick Cheney. Uh, yeah. Oh God, so good makeup, man. Gary Absolutely. Oldman as Cheney. Yeah, yeah. or no, uh, yeah. Gary Oldman as a uh, uh, Churchill. Churchill. I was yeah. actually gonna say Churchill, I, right? Yeah. But like when actor, I would say for biopics, that's the exception because you have an actor doing the role, and it's like, hey, we're gonna use technology to make you look cool. Like, think of all the the steps that the Who makeup gets team nominated then. Hmm? Digital, gets, the, the digital artist, the, like yeah. the digital artist or the it, actor. That's still, why. That's why, like Caesar. Well, that, well, yeah. of, like, if Caesar the actor was... is still playing the performance, then the actor gets nominated because yeah. the digital, yeah. like they get nominated for the digital effects if the digital effects. Circus should have been good. nominated, but like, <laughs> yeah. but but because Turn like it. it's it's just like Ryan said, like then at that point it's just in place of makeup. It's a different yeah, part yeah. of the tool. The digital like, makeup. Yeah, as yeah. I was as I was going to say is like uh, Rami Malek when he played Freddie Mercury, they put like some stuff in his teeth and, to make him look more like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, Taron Edgerton when he was Elton John. Yep, he took vocal lessons. As far as I know, he did vocal stuff with Elton. Should have won that Oscar. Should have. Yep. I was. I, I was just as mad Over as you were when he did when he got snubbed. Yeah, but mean, still, Taron Edgerton was Elton John while Elton John's still alive. Thank God, he was Elton freaking John. He's also involved in the in the making of that movie. Yeah, yeah, he was. But it, it would be like if if you know. Taron Edgerton had the it's it's going back to like what James Cameron when he created performance capture wanted to do it's it's digital makeup right mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's Avatar was digital makeup True. Caesar is digital it's, makeup yeah and like that's what this is truly it's it's the same way that I think we all feel about CGI which is like practical for CGI to to improve yes. yeah but not CGI alone yeah Gollum. and and huh Gollum looks pretty good Gollum for Lord of the Rings yeah. Um, CGI looks amazing, but Andy Serkis is Gollum. He did the voice and everything. Right. So, so this is the same. Like it's it's that so it's as Gollum. long as there is a performer behind it, and they're recreating like these people who they would be recreating without with makeup anyway, then fine. But it feels different when it's fictional characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're making them look like another actor, especially an actor that's passed away because at that point I'm always for recasting. We're we're not yeah. it's not necessary. Like Alden Einrich looks enough like a younger Harrison Ford. I don't need him to be deep faked into looking like Harrison Ford. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, that'd be so weird. <laughs> I'm with when it comes to when it comes to how I said fake, but when it comes to not or excuse fictional, that's the word. When it comes to fictional characters, characters that do not exist and have never existed and exist in a fantasy world or a fantasy style setting, recast them. I'm fine with having a brand new actor be Luke Skywalker. Mark yeah. Hamill, as much as I love Mark Hamill, he had his time both back in the day and now with the Last Jedi. He had his time as Luke Skywalker. It's like what I, I told friend. I told a friend this. Where where who who liked the deep fake Mark Hamill? And it's like look. Recast him because the time for Mark Hamill to do this role has sadly passed before Lucas. Sold, yeah, we are. Sold, mm -hmm. We are Lucasfilm. This is a very. We are a very long time away from where Mark Hamill should have been. This version of Luke Skywalker. Yes. Um. So like, you missed the you missed the train on that recast. Him. And like, yeah. because we're we're in the era of technology where we're allowed to do that. We're like in like olden days they would just recast people, and people are smart enough to know. Oh, that's not that's not Terrence Howard. It's Don Cheadle, but he's the same person. 
Like yeah. you're smart enough to know, yeah. oh, that's Luke Skywalker, but it's not Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill's is seventy years old. Same. Like it's mm-hmm. you got to give your audience more credit. Like yeah, it's cool to see young Luke Skywalker, but what at what cost? At yeah. what cost? Like people go, oh, that's my Luke. It's like, oh, that's my Luke Skywalker. It's like it's it's a it's just Mark Hamill's face on. That doesn't look Admittedly, that good. it's a really good-looking face, but then he talks, and you're like, oh, bro, go to sleep. You're but, like, oh, no, go. It's like, ah, kill it with fire. Not only that, like, everybody, like, all the people, like, saying, oh, God, now we can just, like, watch Luke be a character in a movie. I'm like, we can barely watch him when he opens his mouth. How like, often I have to was, away most did of the they time. ADR his shit? Yeah, like, like yeah, they, the said, they said that, that people are, are talking about, like, how they'd watch a movie with this Luke Skywalker. Oh, hell no. No, baby. And, like, it, no. looks, it looks impressive. I'm not, like, they did incredible work. They really but he did can't move. creating him, but like there are limits, and I would feel fine with those limits if Mark Hamill were the actor performing him. Yeah, like then I'd be like, you know what? For the amount he appeared in the show, great, fine, I'm fine with it. He can look young, and it's Mark Hamill. But they decided to create a dumb freaking robot. <laughs> yeah, and I can't get past that. I'm like, that's so. It's it turned. It's what weird. Already would have been hard to swallow into a completely hollow representation and i don't understand people who can watch it and be like this is this is the you know what calls me out the most the most out, out of this it's that filoni and favreau were 100 cool with this outcome i mean that, favreau, that's what makes me the most sad i mean it definitely bums me out with filoni favreau doesn't shock me as much because he made the stupid lion king movie and thought that was a good idea it's a good point <laughs> But he's under the influence of Filoni. Like they're For like sure. he's, he's getting them. Yeah, I'm they're like, both they're both doing it. Yeah, like I'm not too worried. Like Disney, uh, sorry, Marvel's been pretty good about like they're just like oh they just make them look younger and yeah. those that's pretty good. Like all those actors are still there. Like and that's all stuff, still yeah. Sam Jackson. It's still Clark. It's Gray, still young but... RDJ. He looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that's still them. Yeah, that's still them. They're physically there. Yeah. This all also brings up like a point where both the Marvel and and Star Wars contracts it like all the contracts that have recently been signed by these actors since these things started about a decade ago, ramping up their productions, they've signed over their likenesses. The digital likenesses. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. even, so even if they're not involved, they can just make their digital likenesses. And that's a frightening that's concept. That's one reason because we talked I, about it. I don't want that. We talked about it on the, Ma- I, we might've talked about it on the major thing, but Jet Li ref- didn't want to be in the matrix because they were going to digitally, uh, like right. digitally uh, take over his body, so they'll have like his entire move set to do like like in the game and stuff. He's like, I don't want you to have my likeness on file for the rest of eternity. Uh, so he turned down the role, um, and that is a scary thing to think about. Just like you are on file for all of time, and those Marvel guys are like forever. Yeah, like yeah. The, the idea that they'll just slap Finn into something just because they can, and John Boyega will have nothing to do with it. Is, and is, he'll get like a random paycheck. And the, and, the, and the fear I have is that that's where they want the technology to go is where they don't have to rely on like, will the actor say yes to coming back for this appearance kind of thing. They we don't can, even need them. We can shoehorn it. We can we can fake it till we make it. And yeah. I'm like, you really this, you really shouldn't though. It doesn't it doesn't hold up. This mm-hmm. whole thing, including what we were talking about, about like this whole thing is a slippery slope to what I said earlier, something horrible and something catastrophic. Um, going back to earlier about say, what if Disney were to decide to give in to that? I'm um, to that to that those group that group of people, the Snyder cultists of Star Wars. What would Wars. it be? Would it be like a new like like in this hypothetical situation? This what if like would it be three new movies? Or I, would it be in like yeah, just, be new, you'd you'd make a new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, you make a new trilogy. The air quotes right way. But this with is the a fake Luke as the star. Yeah, but this is a <laughs> this is an extremely slippery slope. Warner Brothers is already. Went down. It's starting to go down that with the with the um the Snyder cut. However, 
that I'm going to give a bit of a pass to because we are. That's a different story. Exactly. A lot of different reasons. But still, it does feel like, look, I, I get the, I get the comparison because like the idea, the idea is that the toxic element was mm-hmm. were were demanding it. Yes. It's, it's so, the big problem I still have with the fact that the cut yeah. was released is because like people who were really shitty got a win. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I didn't that, want them. That would be this case, but unlike the Snyder cut, there's no precedent for this. There's no, no. other version of Star Wars of the sequel trilogy that exists already. Yeah. It, it would be like you would have to make it from scratch They're to just get cry into babies. a mm-hmm. to to cry babies essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's not like Justice League where I mean it's not like Justice League where because like that film was pretty much done it was butchered too yeah it was but so going on to my point about that is that if what's even you know what this also goes back to the outrage from the song the hedgehog before the redesign Mm -hmm. fans got mad they got very toxic and the studio caved and while it came out for the better for it 100 percent, yeah well it came out for the better for that and that sometimes in that scenario in that scenario the outcome was better but that at the was, same but the time, but the yeah, yeah. but at the same time, if this were to happen for Star Wars, that I feel would just be a tipping point. Whereas a movie would come out that people would love, but then you get the vocal minority to just storm Twitter and review bomb it, and then the studio is like, "Well, we have to do what the fans want." Whereas the fans are just like a bunch of trolls on Twitter who are just trying to. But that's the people. thing, like. We are we are all very online on on Twitter. Twitter mm-hmm. is not the world. No, no. Twitter is such a small ecosystem. It's not like before Peacemaker was the biggest show in the world. Nobody on Twitter was talking about Peacemaker. It was the number one show in the world. Right. Like Twitter is an ecosystem that like we have to remember sometimes. Like it is more than us. No, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I yeah. know. I know. It is not that big of a majority yeah. that's that's making these kind of demands. But I do think it's a fascinating concept of like. It, Brandon brings up a good point. Like other franchises can get away with that kind of move. Star Wars can't. No, yeah. Star Wars can't do that. Uh, and it just it 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 violates everything because you cannot. I want a different version of Rise of Skywalker, but I can't get that and then be upset when the person who hates the Last Jedi wants a different version of Last Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to yes. just meet art where it's at. Uh, which which we're all smart and we do thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but it it's um. Going back to like the Sonic the Hedgehog one, what was so unfortunate about that one is that like I 100% agree, I was not down with watching that original version of Sonic in a but movie. They went in I the didn't crunch. want it at all. But you video game crunch the artists yep. to do it, and that's so shitty. Yeah. yeah, just so shitty. And I wish that wasn't the cost we had to pay to get the proper way Sonic should have looked the whole time. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, I, it freaking sucks. I love the outcome of that, but the fact that these artists had to go into crunch mode just to satisfy an outcry on the internet, it hurt. It's, I mean, yes, I was not happy with the design of Sonic, but at the same time, I was. If they kept it, if Paramount decided to stay with that design of Sonic, I would still would have gone to see the movie. That was a really funny day on Twitter when that trailer came out. It wasn't. God, what an ugly little monster! Oh, not just that. It's really hard to posters. believe that people looked at like the very first frame of it and didn't go, "We need to change this." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I the, mean, it's entirely likely. That's that not a Sonic were... that sells merch. No, <laughs> it's entirely likely that they, that they had started working on it before the trailer dropped. But it's it's possible like they knew but it had to be changed. I, I but but like that trailer has enough frames in it that like they were moving forward with that design. And I'm like, nah, man, that ain't that even, ain't it. Even if you look at some of the behind the scenes stuff, like the Sonic stand-in was the original Sonic. Oh yeah, was that was the thing that we saw so yeah. it wasn't a thing you're right that is a thing. it wasn't until obviously we saw the stand-ins for sonic tales and knuckles and the new one where we saw we knew what they looked like and we're like holy shit they look just like the book or the, yeah. the video games almost right. comics. yeah i i i mean obviously none of us want want them to remake a, well don't worry trilogy we're safe thing. 
Um, and that's not even the point. It's just that like the thing that is, that is kind of interesting for me is is like the amount of money yeah. <laughs> that would just be like so wasted to be talking to a, a, a certain sub a subset of, of people, uh, several thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but the the point is like they'll never be happy. No, because what right. they want is not what they're ever going to get because right. they have such a they have such a strict idea of what something needs to be uh, very macho luke yeah very ray very... not even to be the main character i mean because yeah. fundamentally you need you you keep return of the jedi the what as it is but they're not understanding return of the jedi which is the whole reason why they're wanting a version of luke that just never was well who see luke was. no yeah. what what they want is they want all the sequel stuff that came out the, the two decades before Disney bought Star Wars, when Luke did have a did have yeah. a temple, uh-huh. and there was Dash Rendar, and there was all the all Luke, Jade. Luke was they just the wanted the hero. stories that they were married yeah. to to just be adapted. They want the ch- yeah. their story the story stories from their childhood. Yeah. Exactly. I, I yeah. feel like to try and then explain what I was trying to go with earlier. If Star Wars does it, nothing is safe. Yeah, that's. I feel that's... like Star Wars is too big, and it's just too giant. I mean, it's it'd be too... like if Marvel was just like, you know what? We're just gonna make a sequel to Iron Man and yeah. screw everything else. I mean, yeah. but but even then, like you have a built-in excuse that, like, even if they didn't say it, you could be like, "Well, this is a multiverse." Yeah, what if. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. like Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars doesn't have that no. backdoor escape. So it, Ben's right. Like, it's one of the reasons why it's it's such an unsettling thought to think about because again, like almost any other franchise could pull this kind of bullshit. Not that they should, but they could. Mm-hmm. And Somehow. you you could move forward with it, yeah. but it, Star Wars can't. It, it, it would change too much. It's different because like you can forget like Halloween three, right? Or or like or not sorry Halloween three. Like like what's like a bad Halloween? Halloween five or whatever. Halloween H two O. H two O. Sure. Like Star Wars. Like the Star Wars movies. Those those are like those are almost history books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't those those will never ever be changed like, or moved. Cultural you work, cultural touchstones. You work yeah. around them, which is every other piece of Star Wars, Star Wars content we have ever gotten. Right. It's surrounding those movies. Mm-hmm. Like like <laughs> this is just a really hard conversation for me to have because it's like I it's too it's not even a hypothetical I can even I can even believe. Right. Like it's these people are not going to win. No. So like no, for I'm, sure. I'm happy I'm happy that I had the last Jedi and they have Rise of Skywalker. And that's Yeah, the, yeah. Know. I I I think it's a, a more just an exercise in in I'd rather talk like about the Luke shit all day where, long. Where where the where the flaws are in that. I mean, we could do that too. Yeah. Um uh, I I think like end of the day if John Williams did the music for it, it's Star Wars canon for sure and that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like no matter what like like it or or hate it, that's it. Yeah. John Williams did the score. Guess what? That's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's Star Wars canon and it's there. Um and and like the stuff they're doing with Luke is like he will be the good Jedi and like making that good Jedi temple everyone wants until it gets to the point where it is the last Jedi and then they'll get mad again and then all of us will be happy <laughs> and like oh we're back to square one right and like e- even then like you look at uh, minor spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the book of Boba Fett I guess we should have <gasps> said that up front but um <laughs> if, if, if in the book of Boba Fett you get like people who are already misreading like how Luke's talking to Grogu as like. Oh yeah, like classic Jedi way, and I'm like, the whole point is that this isn't right. Yeah, yeah. he's basically saying the Grogu, you should go with your dad, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's wrong. He's not yeah. teaching like, him from his failures. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is like this is pre Last Jedi Luke, and this is why Luke and the Last Jedi is the way he is because he learned or tried to learn. But it, it, yeah. it's 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 such it's such an interesting idea that the people who are, who are so in denial about where the sequel trilogy took took the character that uh they don't see it like that they see it the opposite they see it like how the how they misunderstand the prequels or the return of the jedi it's, i they, do they, misunder- they misunderstand like the point of what's what they're seeing i do acknowledge that i think 
there's an amount of just feeling a little burned by the wiping away of all. I think it under I I I understand people who are upset that all previous Star Wars canon was essentially a race that mm-hmm. wasn't. The, I, I mean, I I, I I grew up with all of that stuff. So no, yeah. no, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I understand I understand the ire for that because I think that there is a a fair reason for you for people to feel like. I logically get why everything post Return of the Jedi had to change because they were going to tell a new kind of story in the films and they wanted to have a clean slate and they couldn't keep everything canon and do that. That makes sense. But also everything that was before that was taken out too. Now, some of those things, if they haven't been directly addressed or like they still would fit in the canon, there's nothing saying that those things can't still be in the canon. There's like plenty of like older comics that are Clone Wars comics and things and like those stories fit into the new canon just fine. There's no reason that you can't like maintain them, that kind of thing, though they're technically called legends. Um, I get being upset that those things got taken away mm-hmm. from you, but to then use that to come at it and uh, just be already just so anti-amped yeah. Yeah. is where I think it just really like you spin yourself into this into this downfall cycle. Yeah, and that's why something like this will, would never happen again because Disney already did it. They did it to more than just three movies. They exactly. did it to th- almost forty years of comics. Uh, 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 video games, books, where more than three ch- three movies worth of stuff was. It's like I get that is real anger, right? That is true anger that I that I I get. But like it's it's but, wrong to say people, to destroy something else. Though. People people also don't get that like George Lucas never considered those things canon either. Yes, yeah. Like he 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 only cared about Clone Wars and the, his movies. That's yeah. it. No. Uh, yeah. So like having this like idea that like what they want is for George to come back, not knowing. He didn't care about it either. That he didn't care about the that the quote unquote legend stuff. Uh, he never considered it canon, and uh, they are the ones that are the reason why he sold Star Wars, mm-hmm. why he sold Lucasfilm because of the the backlash for the prequels from the same people mm-hmm. who are doing the backlash to the to the sequels. So I just had a thought a few minutes ago. Um, so obviously Star Wars is a generational thing. Sure. Like we were lucky that we were alive during a time when the when the original trilogy came out. We got the prequels, and now we have the new trilogy. I was every not every around when every the twenty years came out. Every twenty. I mean, years. but like that, you got to. I I understand. It was there. Said. You were not there for it. You right. had, it was there. What Ben what Ben means is you had the original trilogy at a time before the prequel trilogy existed. Mm-hmm. That's true. You had and the original true. trilogy as just the original trilogy, which mm-hmm. a, a certain amount of time after us Doesn't that exist. was no longer the case. You had the prequel <laughs> yeah. trilogy as well, mm-hmm. and your concept of Star Wars was colored differently. Yeah. yeah. So. Now it's all a generational thing. If you were to take an old Star Wars fan with a new Star Wars fan, and that new Star Wars fan it loves all the new stuff. I mean, they're hard into the new trilogy. They love Rey. They love Finn. They love Kylo Ren. They think this, they go to Disneyland and they're like, this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then you say, and then how would you feel if you were that kid and your dad would say, no, this isn't real Star Wars. This is real Star Wars. And they give you a Legends book and you read it and you go, this sucks. Wow. How, how how would that be? I mean, it wouldn't be good. I'm sure. That's bad parenting. I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely. I think I think something that's contributed to that kind of ire is that they were like, we're starting fresh with all, all all this new canon, and so you get the comics and the books that are all supposed to be intermingling with each other. And it does. It is unfortunate when those things don't even matter. Don't work together. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That that I also think contributes to the like. Well, you took away point? something I if That's, you loved something yes. previously, you took away something I loved and said you were going to make something new and cohesive and like make it all make it all combined. And then you violate that again. We're witnessing and it don't care. live with from post Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, them effing up their own canon. Right. 
like with characters like Poe and stuff. So I'm like, you guys can't even get your shit together in like the year that you made a right. comic. It's because we, because that we, was so that like, the thing when, when, when the Rise of Skywalker came out, I said it felt like for those of you who have been following the new canon since it was reestablished, uh, it felt like Rise of Skywalker was punishing you for it. Yeah. A, li a little bit because, and this is well reported, this isn't like me just being a, a dickhead. Like J.J. Abrams didn't want to work with the Star Wars story group mm -hmm. and this that was the result when rise of skywalker came out he decided he didn't want to go back to the story group and have any conversations about anything so feloni wasn't involved nobody was involved who knew the trajectory of what was going on in the comics because like i don't expect jj abrams to know what's happening in the no. comics i don't expect mm -hmm. him to be reading them no i do expect him to listen to the people who are planning it and paying yeah. attention and incorporate those elements that's why they're there yeah. that's the whole Poe point Dameron. of why there is a star wars story group yeah and the fact that he just went no and unfortunately, the fact that Kathleen Kennedy let him say no and run with it, and so did mm -hmm. Iger, bummer. Yeah, because yeah. that that is kind of the point of why we stepped away from the things that people loved before was yeah. to start something that felt true and new and all worked together. And Rise of Skywalker has many failings. One of them is to just say like all that new canon we said is going to matter. Nah. There's two. So there's two. There's two things like like Ryan was talking about like with Poe, right? Like Poe Dameron was established in the new canon to be a republic fighter yeah right. he, he was a, he was a pilot born for, into it. for the republic and he had born a force tree it. and he had a force tree <laughs> and like rise of skywalker says he was a spice runner um that's what yeah the, yeah they turned the latino guy from into into a drug and drug so like guy. so like they, he's, <laughs> they said he's a spice runner and then they try to like backtrack it because they realize their mistake when they're writing the visual dictionary because that is involved with the with the with the story group, mm -hmm. but they so they had to be like, oh yeah, and then he was constricted into the. But the right Skywalker clearly says that he was a spice runner until Leia said, "Hey, join my resistance." Yeah, and so like that's that's another issue. And then like even in Clone Wars season seven, the fight between Maul and Ahsoka happens differently in the Ahsoka novel than it does in the Clone um, Wars season seven. Or even Kanan as a kid, Kanan as a kid just happened with the in Bad, Bad Batch, Batch or, or the even, comic, mm -hmm. or yeah. even recently Yoda's lightsaber yep. in the Charles Soule Darth Vader run. Yep was destroyed and whereas luke gets it in the book book of boba fett and that and that's maybe one of the the like the one you brought up with the bad batch and kane and ryan that's maybe one of my like low blows from feloni is when feloni directly acknowledged it because he, like people were saying like hey this doesn't line up with the comic and he's like, yeah, yeah i don't care and he's like yeah we knew the comic was there but like we thought this was a, a more engaging way for the audience to to meet with Kanan on the television level and i'm like Bro, like, why are we even? What are you doing? doing? These, why are we <laughs> doing? This? I mean, yeah. now that we have, we're we have this influx of Star Wars media that is air that is now I have to put air quotes in canon. It's like you you should be on top of these things. It would, I know it would it's be like not, if Ben, it would be like if Chris Hansen came into the book of Boba Fett and was like, "Oh yeah, I met you doing a spice run instead of in the gladiatorial pits." Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's, it, it would be like that. Like we people know who Black Chris Hansen is. Why even yeah. don't do the setup? Why? I mean, why change it? I mean, I, I understand me complaining about Yoda's lightsaber in book of Boba Fett is just hardcore nitpicking. No, but but the point has been like they don't care about their own continuity. Yeah, which is because the comics are supposed to matter. Yeah, that's the point. Like everything is supposed. Yeah, to matter. that's, well, that's like, the yeah. point. Yeah. And like clearly, they think on some level they do because they introduce someone like Chris Hansen into book of Boba Fett and they're like. Like the comic fans are going to love this and it's like but we also did. at the same time you also don't care enough to acknowledge what is happening the in past. the story of the con comics like yeah. Yeah. yeah i i don't i i get like not knowing exactly how to plan for like what more story the comics are filling out sure i understand that but at the same time like there are things that are there that you can reference or at least not negate talk to each mm -hmm. other guys come on yeah. And that's why there's a story group, but like how how is it that like these things get so often ignored? Obviously, like the High Republic is benefiting by being pretty far removed. Like 
they know what story they're working up to. It's very hard for them to screw up what they're heading towards. Yeah. Uh, so they get to kind of have a whole different playground they get to live with. And in their own like world, like yeah. they were, they can make up literally anything they want. Right. Like the freedom there. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It, it, I don't know if I have much else. Uh, I, I don't, I, 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 I might, but at the same time, I, think, I might just be repeating a bunch I think of stuff we I ran, said earlier. I think we ran the gamut on like the, the canon, non-canon stuff of Star Wars and, and you know, like it, it, it just can't be done the way it can be done with like the, things like Halloween or The that. thing that I'm, sure. uh, everything we talked about, the thing I'm most worried about is more, like I'm fine with deep faking, but like don't just, yeah, I get don't just replace actors. Like if you're even going to replace Mark Hamill, just let him do the voice at least. Like having an entirely digital dude, like, at least make the voice sound good. He doesn't even sound good. He sounds sleepy and drunk. Like, right. I just don't get how, how, like, they watched that episode and said, he sounds great. I don't understand how they allow that to happen. Because they because all they wanted was to hear. They they were so concerned with whether or not they could. They weren't considered, <laughs> yeah. they weren't considering yeah, yeah. whether or not they should. No, that, like, that does definitely applies to you? It definitely applies to the deepfake a lot. But, like, they heard him sounding young, and they were, like, perfect. Good enough. And I'm like, I'd rather hear Luke sound weirdly old and look young than... Just or sound hollow. Even, even if they don't get Mark Hamill, Matt, Mer- Matt Mercer voiced Luke in Star Wars Battlefront. He does a great Mark Hamill voice. If you're gonna do voice actor route, then get someone who's young. It sounds like him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like just doing the digital yeah, you're not, thing. It's stupid. You're not just taking away a job from Mark Hamill. You're taking away a job from a voice actor too. Yeah, yeah. giving like, it to a robot. Just, like it would be like if Tarkin. Like we talked about Tarkin with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Like there's still a person behind that performance. There's a person doing the voice, and it's like Tarkin. Tarkin. If it would be like if Tarkin was an AI voice. Oh my god! Yeah. Instead, it would have been so much worse that back then too. Yeah. So I mean, so like you mentioned Tarkin, because you can people can do Tarkin's voice. It's not a hard voice to do. I would Give say. My file and ready. But they, they, but they hired a, a a guy who's known for mimicking Tarkin, like yeah. Marquand, like Marquand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I would that. I'm, that would be awesome because he that guy sounds exactly like Tarkin. It's like it may not be a hundred percent match, but close enough. I mean, shit. And to be fair, Tarkin is not on the level of Luke Skywalker. No, right. what? No, I I just want to I I want to just throw this out there and see where we go with it. But like, what do you think is the thing that makes it different between having a deep fake of of like Carrie Fisher as as Leia in in a live action show and having animation? of Carrie Fisher for an animated show at, with Leia yeah. where they're telling the story. Uh, why is one more okay because, than the other? Because I one, just, I, 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 I'm not saying like, Oh, that, that it shouldn't no, be. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. My, the way, the way, the way, like when you really think about it, there is no difference because they're both animation, some type of animation, but live action is conveying real and you're conveying that she is really there right. when she is dead animation. I know she's not there. Yeah. Right. She's a cartoon. They've, they've already done Leia in animation. She was in rebels. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, that feels like it would. It's like Padme in Clone Wars and Natalie Portman in in the the movies, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's it, it it's always been different, so it will always continue to be different. You know, does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just like throwing. I'm like I'm trying to like dissect my own feelings because like I know how I feel. I know that I don't like it. Yeah, yes. like I don't mm-hmm. like Carrie Fisher being readapted into live action. Yeah. That I if they did that in the Mandalorian, I'd be like, no, I'm not okay with this. You yeah. know what? It's like, the it's, it's the extra step for me of the voice actor. Sure, but like, let's yeah. say that they brought in like the same person who would voice Leia for an animated show is voicing Carrie Fisher's double. Oh yeah, that's good okay. Point. Like, what's the difference, right? Like, that's what I'm I'm getting at. Is like, why why do we have that like reaction? Because of, it's the uncanny so, valley. We and know I think, she's not there. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think I, I think yeah. more than that is like uh I, I just. It, 
it does in a get too close to feeling like you're parading out a corpse. It, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, because she like. Unless, like, I don't know if which her is, family it, but is it's, making money But it's off interesting of this, that's, like... our, that's our reaction to it because it is really just more animation. Yeah. It's just really detailed, hyper-realistic but animation. But again, it's like... It's... But, like, I, I agree with you. Like, it does just feel that way. It the feels intention gross. is different between animation and, and live action. Sure. It's like you're making a cartoon, whether it's a mature or not, it's still animation. Whereas, like, a really nice CGI is animation, but you are creating a real, living, breathing person who is not a real, living, breathing person anymore. Yeah. It's just I find it incredibly disrespectful. No, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It is it is an animation thing, and not to be disrespectful, but yeah. it would be like if Roger Rabbit was. It's like Roger Rabbit and Hook by Roger Rabbit, right? It's it, it's an animated character being created by a voice actor. Yeah. Um, and and you're right that the that the fact that we do have that difference, that disconnect, that that idea that like it has to be different, and and these kind of like workarounds, like when you get it down to brass tacks to just skeletal level, um, what how to describe either one is the same thing it's just the the interaction of the live action space creates the the dissonance. and the better the technology gets the, honestly the creepier it gets because it is that is a that that is just like if it if we get a carrie fisher as good as the luke that's just carrie fisher right there that is horrifying to me did any, she, she's not there right did any of you feel as viscerally about that that same what we're talking about when we get the brief flashback to leia's training in Rise of Skywalker, and yeah, we see no. her young. No, I. That's a good point. I, th- that's I a think, very good. I point. think that scene was brief enough where I was okay with it. That's, it was. It was that's what I wanted to hit on because I didn't. Yes. I didn't feel that same way, and yeah. I knew Carrie Fisher had passed on at that point. We all did. Also, like and the like, scene was shot in a way where like it was about the lightsaber sh- like lighting on her face. So like that is a that scene makes sense. It's not to it's, parade it's her body like, or anything like it's that. It's like it's like Kurt Douglas. It's like a young Kurt Douglas in the Guardians movie. You know, it's it, it to me. It's it's even though she is dead and not actually being de-aged, it's like a Marvel character playing a younger version of their character. Yeah, for me, I think this is. I think it lands it's done tastefully. The, there's something that yes, there's something where like a brief moment like that is something tasteful and kind and fits in tribute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is helped by like not speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just being—it's very brief. And just we don't being see a brief a visual representation of the person. For some reason, that is okay. Yeah. Turning it into a role isn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is more just me like working where, it out. Yeah, where yeah. is the line? Because yeah. because there's a line, but like I definitely fall on different sides depending on what the situation is. Because young Leia in the flashback doesn't cross the line to me. I I completely but forgot Leia about that scene. In the Rise of Skywalker does. Yeah. But what? But Leia in the Rise of Skywalker, like Carrie Fisher's role in the Rise of Skywalker. No, that does. didn't. Uh, that didn't really cross the line for me because so much of that was just repurposed footage. Oh, it did for me. Uh, that like like because that was repurposed footage yeah. uh, from Force Awakens. It's not as egregious, but you can just tell that like, oh, she wasn't there during the actual. Well, that's film. sure. That's, that's, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the problem for me with with that performance specifically, and and like Luke and the Mandalorian season two. It's a, it's a different problem than Book of Boba Fett, but like the idea that like I don't believe them that they're there. I yes. don't believe that they are existing I, in this space. I get you. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I would rather that they were using repurposed footage of her than deep fake creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. That's I, the yeah. thing. I, it's like it's like if I have to pick practical over CGI, I'd rather time. I'd rather this yeah. because yeah. I feel like it's it's a. Y- 
Carrie Fisher was such a tragedy to lose, especially with where they were clearly heading with a narrative with her. And and ultimately, I feel much the same way that I kind of do about Chadwick Boseman passing with Black Panther, where I'm like, delay that movie Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and and kind of give everybody the breathing room to reassess what you're doing is the same thing that should have happened with Rise of Skywalker. I don't think that movie becomes as much of a train wreck in some ways that we felt it was if they weren't so tumultuously reacting to the loss of Carrie right. Fisher. It's true. And, yeah. else, and I mean, for me, since that, like when they said that we're going to use repurposed, repurposed footage of Carrie Fisher, that still is Carrie Fisher. Yeah. That is still her 100%. I mean, not on not the exact. 100%. Well, the back, the back of it isn't her. <laughs> yeah. But close enough. Yeah. Like the lines she said are, is her she, voice. She is on screen giving lines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they had to do some clever body doubles, I assume, here and there. But other than that, that was oh, yeah, still no, her. The, the only thing of Carrie Fisher in that moment is her face. Yeah. Like, they put her face on a different body. And, like, like that's, like, for me, it's not necessarily, like, Sparks is right. It's not necessarily the same line, but it does mm-hmm. cross a different line for me, in which case of, of just, I, I don't feel her. It is also, mm-hmm. right? I mean, also kind of I mean, different because, like, she was going to be in that movie yes. anyway. She was alive yeah. then. She yes. passed. Yeah, like, they're, yeah, yeah they're working around. There's, yeah, yeah. there's so much of, like, you know, Billy Lord is there and Billy Lord is is kind of working through it with them, side by side with them. And, like, I, I think that there is something where, like, you're just trying, you, you have to give her as, as a tribute to who she was, her relevance to them, and who that character is, and the relevance to pop culture. Mm-hmm. You have to give something because you, they didn't want to just killer off screen yeah or something like that and i get that like you're you're going through like a tragedy and you're trying to find the best way and i think they found probably the best possible path forward that they could to respectfully take that character out of play Mm -hmm. and i am glad that they didn't resort to deep faking her into a bunch of stuff but that would be what they what what like going back to what we're talking about like what if you know that would be what they would do. That's the fear of what the future could be. This yeah. is something you were bringing up when Book of Boba Fett happened. That you fear them trying to slam the trilogy to get the trio of characters together again. And yeah. again, like I go back to, I don't think that anybody connected to Carrie Fisher would allow them to do absolutely. It. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think that that is now that that is done. Mm. The it was Rise of Skywalker was her her, her posthumous appearance, and that was it, and no more. But um, then it would be weird. It's it, it would be weird if there's two recast versions of the tri- of the trinity and then can i can luke. i can i ask you if they did do some live action thing that involved luke leia and han at this point mm-hmm. right going wherever it takes place in the timeline sometime post return of the jedi whether that's a future mandalorian yes. ahsoka thing or something. This if this happened and they recast luke in it with recast han and leia that still flows for you yeah. even though we've had mark hamill luke oh yeah this isn't me saying I feel differently. This is me just asking the question. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. See, it comes back to like I don't feel Mark Hamill is real, a real person in that moment. I right. Don't get a sense, of, but a performance from an actor, from a real person, does give me that. Yeah. And so it's like it's kind of like this is gonna sound really shitty, but like it's the difference between like the the Grogu and like a battle droid. I guess like like a fully CGI character versus a fully a practical character. Like I feel Grogu is a real tangible thing and but I don't get that way about like Mark Hamill. I, yes, I that. I agree and I would say like I I would be fine with seeing another actor even at this point step in and play Luke. However, I think it needs to be just in a different show. Like mm-hmm. uh like if they even if they were going to make cameo appearances, I think when Luke shows up again it needs to be in a different show if it would be to be played by another actor. Just to give 
Oh yeah, I don't want any more Luke's space. cameos. No, no, no. But that's what I mean. Is like even if Luke was another cameo, but yeah. it was it was about to be him no longer being done in deep fake, but like played by let's say Sebastian Stan as people. Have uh, all I want, like I yes, I feel yeah. like you get that separation. Yeah. And it can't just be like in Mandalorian season three, he's now played by Sebastian Stan. I'm like, there will be something. Not that that's not the path I want them to go down. It is, but there would be something jarring about it. Yeah, doing it immediately. I understand yeah. that. Because there is the idea of like now they've gone too far, like yeah. they past the point of no return for this idea. And so like I I made the joke, like if we ever saw the trio again, it would be Alden Ehrenreich, whoever they would recast as Leia, and then Mark Hamill from the eighties as Luke Skywalker. Like that's weird to me. That's a that's a weird thing to that do. That would that would be weird. And I don't I don't think I do think like they'll at at that bridge you just end up recasting Luke. Yeah. And I think you'd have the window to do it if you're far enough removed from Mandalorian. I just yeah. I, I I just want them. I just oh, recasting is always is always my choice. 100 percent recast all the time because like actors are great and it's always nice. Even that's what's great about actors. Like actors can play multiple actors can play the same role. That's what's so juicy. Yes, you have certain people who are like, oh, they embody that role, but that's what makes actors great. It's like multiple people can do the thing. Once we bring in digital actors, that just again it like it ruins the It'd talent. Be like flow. Sean Connery coming back to be James Bond. That is a future I unfortunately uh, see. That okay. is more than a lot of Star Wars stuff. Now, that is something I could see. Now, uh, yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, hypothetically, let's say some show, live action show, posts this point that they want an appearance of Han, Leia, and Luke. Mm-hmm. Leia is just a recast actor. Yeah, flat out, they do stuff with makeup to make it look like Leia, but you know, there's no deep faking to make it look like Carrie Fisher specifically. Sure. Right. Alden Einreich is back. Good. They do deep fake work to make him look like a slightly older, not totally Harrison Ford, but look make him like look merging. a little closer towards what Han, he would look like at that age. Yeah. Uh, for just... Han Solo. Yeah, okay. Like, we're talking like, you still see Alden in this. You don't necessarily see Harrison Ford, but more of what was going on with Harrison Ford at that age has now started to appear i on guess him. make like, him look like kind of like old man makeup. this is me like really pushing like where where's that like and sebastian Stan is now luke but with all again a little bit of deep fake enhancement now being used kind of like makeup but it's that next step i guess yeah neither of them is dead that's okay no because then just use like i personally don't need mm. them to be all made up like just cast sebastian i'm not Stan. saying like they look exactly like that goes now. back no. to the idea of, of using, i don't need them to look exactly like them. that goes back to the idea going back go, earlier in this conversation of like with biopics using yeah. this deep fake technology to make mm-hmm. them look closer yeah that's interesting is, is that the same line is the question you're essentially if asking. they're alive if they're alive yeah. yeah uh because it would be it would be because in many people's eyes these are historical characters like that's what that's why they get so so defensive about these mm-hmm. um and so like having alden ehrenreich look older to, to match the the way he would he would look now um is still uh just leave him be oh, he's a handsome kid <laughs> i forgot i forgot my point I it's one of those it's one of those things where i feel like i'd have to see it to really if know someone how didn't come out it. i would say sure but it's like he doesn't need to like get Harrison Ford up. He can just be himself. Like he doesn't. He well, doesn't. He's need not talking about like becoming more Harrison Ford. He's just saying like or just looking older. Like old, but he older, said a little bit of deep fake. Older like, Iron Rank. Like just give him some a badge under his eyes. Like, well, I'm I saying don't... I'm saying like you're using the deep fake to enhance what what would be done with makeup, not necessarily to make him look exactly like Harrison Ford, but to make him look like that Kurt that age because we're talking like. Eight, I think makeup's nine, cheaper eight, than just eight, do that. Nine thing. or ten years post Return of the Jedi. Uh, sure. Uh, you know w- w- what happens there? We've seen this. We've years. seen 
an idea of what this Han looks like. Uh, it, it'd be a le- little even further down in Battlefront Two. That's true. Uh, you know, it's it's that look essentially that they're capturing with him, Give which him it's it, yeah, and, and you can do some of the work with makeup for sure. But if they use some of the deep fake on top of it, and it it is getting him closer to Harrison Ford again, it's Alden Heinrich's performance. I get it. You still see him under it again. I just, just I just me pushing yeah. that line. I, I I just think if you're not if you're only gonna do a tiny bit, don't even do it at all. Then sure, like just let him be an actor. Like we know he's Harrison Ford. Like right. we know who he's playing. Like right. you're not fooling anybody, you know. Like yeah, no, I I yeah, think yeah. I'm in agreement with you. I I think I need to see it to really know what like because like what does that even mean? Like two percent deep fake? Like what is the, that? Even? The abstract concept of what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, like yeah, I I I hear you. I'm just it's like, like what yeah. it's like what Marvel got into the habit of, of doing with like Endgame. Like Steve isn't like Steve old man Steve isn't all makeup. It's a lot of heavy CG CG mm-hmm. enhancements. Yeah. Like that's kind of what you're talking about with like. But that's not different. Like, yeah, they're not that old yet, though. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah. They're 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 just extending some some lines and bringing down some cheek levels. Yes. But when I when I say the deep fake, they're using the reference points of those actors at that age, no, yeah. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, to lay that over rather than like what they think Alden Einreich would look like older. I see what you're saying. That's like a weird combination thing. That is, I don't. It is. Think it is, need. and that's why I'm like, you know, I, we, the simpler question would really be. Do I want it? No. Alden Einreich is deep faked into Harrison Ford. No. How do you feel about it? I don't like want that. it because yeah, we yeah. made Solo already. Right. I just want to see Alden Einreich come back. That's all I want. Just, exactly. Like, actors can just look how they look, like, sometimes. Like, if we're doing a biopic, that's a different story. But, like, we know he looks kind of like Harrison Ford. Like, no one's like, wait a minute. Is that Harrison Ford, y'all? Like, I... We, it's, no, it goes back to what I said. Like, like the, the time to do this story was honestly the 80s. And they didn't. And I'm sorry, but that's past. And, and honestly, like, point. it's uh, in some ways, it's better. No, no, for he's it getting like, married to Leia soon on the Holocronic yeah, Star Brazers. In some ways, in some ways, it's better for it, right? Because, like, you wouldn't get Luke and Ahsoka interacting if they'd made it in the that's 80s. True. Absolutely. So, she like, you, you, there's, there's value to having this story now yeah. and with Luke. I'm not saying, like, Luke, the character, shouldn't appear. Yeah. Re ask your original question earlier again. I want to answer to Which it. One? Which one? That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> the one about. Um, about recasting and and like making them lookable like oh that so one. specifically like if it's mm-hmm. if, if it's like all the nine Reich and Sebastian Stan are mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. totally new person is playing Leia mm-hmm. uh and all the nine Reich and Sebastian Stan have deep fake put over their makeup to make them look more like the older age appropriate versions of the actors Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill to be those characters but it's still them doing the performance is still them under that. I say no. Right. I mean, I, I say no, to be fair. No, no. I, I mean... Everything you, we've talked about so far has been a no. Yeah. <laughs> to me, if you... Not reach true. It, we, we, we came yeah, to yeah, a yeah. yes on the biopics. We, we agree that sure. biopics is a representation of deepfake. I did. I still use. would rather watch the movie Elvis with just an actor looking like that than some not guy who's not really Elvis, true. in my opinion. True. I mean, my reasoning is if you recast these characters, they're recast... That's how they are. Yeah, right. Why is why is interestingly why is um, Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford, and and Carrie Fisher? Those are not all actors' names, but like, why are all these why are all these characters the the few legacy characters that cannot be recast? Like, we've had people take on roles from legacy characters before. You mentioned Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, James Ruffalo. Bond every couple movies. Yeah, James Bond. Like, but like these characters can't they cannot be recast 
and, and and like do we get the sense that like Lucasfilm agrees with the people who say this? Yeah, because of what they do. I think they agree Skywalker. with it too. Like like these these characters are the are the ones that can never be recast. It's because Solo didn't get the reception. It Honestly, yeah, yeah, like for real, and like they have like they have such a branding on what these people look like, and now that they have the MCU and like actors are like tied to characters like it's even more apparent yeah. in star wars now yeah we're like all that stuff's like really important we're like unfortunately like 1984 looking luke is like one of the most famous looking people in the planet for a lot of people so like to have him come back is really big for a lot of people is it the answer no it's not but like it made a lot of people happy <laughs> so right. like that's yeah. just unfortunately like nostalgia is the drug of the of our century so like we're gonna get more of it than not i just hope it's done well that's all i can ask for Real quickly, Mag is going to bed early. <gasps> Good night, Mag. Good night, bud. Um, Good thank night, you for sir. Coming in, uh, appreciate you. And uh, DPM Gaming TM, I think Ben probably knows them. What's up, Ben Magnet? Hey, up what's up, Ben Magnet? What's up, FNP? Hello, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think I know that. Wait, what's the name again? DMP Gaming TM. DPM Gaming TM. I think I know who Digital that is. Digital Public. Well, magazine. they're very upset now that you don't know that you don't remember them immediately. They're crying about it. I see it. Yep. All the crying emojis. Okay. Um, no, Ben, don't don't he's look. Not really. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to be like. On that note, Definitely put gullible crying. on the ceiling for you. No, I'm not falling for that. You fell for this. Shut no, up. See, you got a sticker, and you'll never know because I put it like right up there. Somewhere. I hate you. I'm not gonna look up. Oh, you do. But no, I'm not gonna do it. I don't tell you where I put it. <laughs> okay. Shall we? I I think we're good. You think we're good, Sparks? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I think we we talked around a lot of it. Um, yeah. You know, there, there. It is not in our hands, uh, but it's uh, nice to kind of get to express our both frustrations and kind of hopes for where I do think it's a fascinating. I, I, I love speculating on this type of thing. I think it's a very fascinating idea of like, you know, the the what if scenario that this could create and the, the ramifications of it. Like, like uh, I'm really glad you brought this. You brought this up. I I really do think it is a matter of of when that we get some really like it, it could be very out there not like actually trying to replace episode seven eight nine but but some kind of like alternate what if comic of like the infinity uh, comics the, infinity. the star you know, wars like, has legends, come out. Yeah, legends like, yeah. legends essentially exists as a concept of multiverse at least in terms of what happens post return of the jedi everything else after that you can kind of debate about or everything before that you can kind of debate about in yeah. some ways but the... Do I absolutely think that like a what if episode seven came out? What if Ray was like, what if Ray joined Palpatine? Yes, I absolutely think that will happen in the future, and that's the only thing about new sequel stuff we will ever get. I hope that we get mm -hmm. an. Well, I think we'll get some sequel stuff. No, eventually. I mean like I meant like new like re redoing the, those. Redoing that, it, that's yeah. not happening. I would yeah, like yeah. to right. see the infinite the infinite comics come back. I, the Dark Horse put out. We we did them as a as a book club. A I while guarantee, back, um, because they have only done the original trilogy, and we know that the writers of Dark Horse at the time wanted to do the prequel trilogy, but couldn't because they had this weird rule that it's he, like skywalker had to become darth vader at the end of them mm -hmm. but the uh the the thing the interesting thing that i would love to see is kind of what sparks talking about like the what if comics of like the infinite comics coming back and doing prequels and sequels and like having those be like part of that multiverse idea that you're talking that's about. that's i'm 100 percent into that idea it's Absolutely. the it's the only way really honestly to appease yeah. the vocal minority and they won't read it either because they're shitholes who don't read comics yep. so Nobody wins ever, and that's the, that's the case. Like even if we go, if, if if we take this, we take this what if scenario to its, its penultimate to its ultimate conclusion, which is that Lucasfilm would would do it, uh, quote unquote. The idea of it wouldn't make them happy anyway because it's not going to be what they're looking for unless they were able to project what their mental image of what they need onto the screen. That's the only way 
that this movie would would and they're not unified in that vision. And they're not, not unified even in, that, close. in that vision. So like, there's no way that they that that anything that Lucasfilm would make would appease them for sure. You cannot please everyone, but and that's it's very easy to piss everyone that, off. That's kind of where it comes to like the frustration that I've been having of people seeing of people using the Mandalorian as proof positive that Lucasfilm is retconning the sequels. It's like, mm-hmm. well, the Mandalorian isn't even isn't even going to be what you want eventually. Like you're going to turn on it too, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's a good point. And it's only a matter of time. I, I it's going to happen. Yeah. There, there's going to. I don't know how people who don't like know anything about Rebels are going to react to how that Ahsoka series plays out. Ex- yeah, exactly. I just, I just, one of my friends on Twitter was like, heart, heart emoji. I'm never watching Rebels, and I'm like, bro, you're going to have a lot of questions in the next couple of years. Then. Yeah, oh yeah, people the, talking the, about Obi Wan wanting, like people wanting Maul and Obi-Wan. Maul and Obi Wan, and it's oh, like, wow. bro, go watch Rebels. Go watch Rebels. I don't watch yeah. cartoons. Like, so then you, then you're asking for something you're never going to get. Like, what do you want? Uh huh. Right, and so like the like, exact material you're asking for exists. You just have made. to go seek it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's a bummer. It's good stuff. There's good stuff in there too. People just think, oh, it's Rebels a cartoon. Is, Rebels like, is incredible. I love Rebels so much. People yeah. just think, oh, it's a cartoon. It's like, yeah. So what? So what if it's a cartoon? So what's a comic book? There's some great stuff in there. Like the scene where Vader finds out Lucas's son in the comic books is freaking amazing. Right. So like you have this idea, you have this kind of like almost idea of like whatever the Mandalorian New Republic era is building towards because they have said that like Ahsoka will tie in back to Mandalorian like whatever that is um, will be heavily informed by like Rebels which has come before and so having not known that like they'll and they've already they've already turned on Ahsoka once before right they'll probably just do it again may I pose one last outlandish scenario just sure, to kind of it. get one more gauge on on how we feel about deep fake technology and where it's utilized I love it in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series mm-hmm Let's say there is a flashback to pre-episode one, The Phantom Menace, with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. Deep fake on Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor to make them look just before Phantom Menace age. Yay or nay? Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah, because that would be mm-hmm. like that that's would just, be like the with same. Those all the Marvel stuff again, like just that's as a tool, yeah, yeah. right? That's yeah, 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 that's that's just Marvel. Yeah, that's yeah. Marvel. Like if they that would leave. be like Sam Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It's like, it goes back to what we were talking about with like the fight scene between between Luke and Leia uh, in the flashback. It's yeah. the same. It's the same situation. Right. As long as it's them, and they're delivering the performance, like it doesn't really bother me all that much. Right. Um. But yeah, there is a there is a like, Obi Wan was recast. Um, like Alec Guinness was the original Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not going to deep fake Ian McGregor to no. look like Alec Guinness. <laughs> somebody somebody said the dark true future is they're going to deep fake Alec Guinness's face onto Obi Wan. I'm like, well, they would definitely do that after him being an entire trilogy of movies. Or they right. would just like color his, Ewan's people. Beard. That's why no, people no, on the internet are stupid, if, you guys. If, if George Lucas, if George Lucas ever wanted to go back and do another another pass at the original trilogy, he'd deep fake Ewan McGregor's face onto Alec Guinness. Oh my god! I mean, he god. already shoved Hayden Christensen over that's the what original I was actor of Anakin. Yeah, that's so that bums me out every time. I think it about bums it. me out too. All right, I understand the logic of it. I just disagree with it. Me too. That is a no. We can't get into it. Shall we? <laughs> Ryan's like, there's no logic to it. It's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. Speaking of something that's not stupid. Shall we get into our book club? Then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. I don't know why I keep saying that on this. It's weird. We're back. Sparks is your book club. Take it away. Yeah, we're talking about Star Wars: The High Republic Volume One because there are new stories happening in the early, early days. I'm going to use the restroom of the High Republic. Cool. Uh, This is uh, the first five issues collected in the volume "There Is No Fear," written by Kevin Scott with uh, art by Ario and Anandito and Mark Morales. Uh, I 
really had a this good time. Takes place two hundred years yep. before Star Wars that we know. Takes place several thousand years uh, after the old Republic. And this is the High Republic. I love their little timeline. Yeah, I love of, it like, absolutely. Uh, phases, and I love that the High Republic has a little to go to the old Republic thing going up. Something, something more, something a little ancient. Yeah, yeah. Like you want the old Republic stuff, we might get it to you. Yeah. Uh, so this is a couple hundred years before the fall of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, and we're following the uh, Trandoshan Jedi Master Skier. Love him. And Keeve, yep. his mm-hmm. apprentice, who, who not who, only has a double bladed lightsaber, it detaches. It's a split saber. It's, yeah, that's dope as hell. Oh, that's it's looks- real cool. It's real cool. Uh, as uh, Keeve finally becomes a Jedi Knight. Yep. And Starlight goes out on a mission to that encounters uh, some real messed up a aliens. parasitic uh, plant yeah. monster. Plants. Yeah. This the is, this the is a, This is a mission. Uh, uh, no joke. This is the exact one of the missions from Mass Effect, where you go to a colony that's been overtaken by a parasitic plant monster. Emma's, uh, Emma's going out of court. Emma's going crazy. Um, so I love this. I, I maybe it's just because I've been wanting something new in Star Wars, but like. It's really refreshing and it's cool. I liked so I liked the first issue a lot, and then the ending I really was intrigued, and then the second issue I fell in love with it. Uh, I I really liked the stuff a lot. I like all the characters. I like the uh, it is kind of like a smaller story about like this plant monster that it's dealing with, but like all the stuff that it's talking about with the force uh, and like building like uh to the outer rim and stuff. I'm like I really like it. Like I'm so glad I got Marvel Unlimited so I can just immediately read all of this like after after this. Yeah. Um. I I echo much of exactly what you're saying of uh just feeling kind of refreshed mm-hmm. by this mm-hmm. um and uh there's only i i want to get it out of the way because there's one tiny note of like this bothers me mm-hmm. uh about this is that this is 200 years before the phantom menace as we express and they appear to have superior in fact near perfect communication across space that's uh, gonna change. in a way i think that's gonna change in a way that <laughs> Modern Star Wars clearly does not. <laughs> yes. They have hologram technology yeah. that barely gets through most of the time. But in this, it's just like, yo, what's up? So oh, yeah, remember perfectly, half the perfectly time, cued into yeah, each half other. Half the time with that uh with that uh um hologram stuff, a lot of times the, the signal's getting jammed. So sure. I hundred percent so, I do think um because this is also a thing in like in the old republic where like technology is at an all time high. Yeah. Um I do think that we are building to what is how we become a more scrappy universe, how a more a more rustic, not Star Trek world, because it is kind of like a Star Trek world right now, where it's very like like aesthetically clean and things are in good shape. Yeah, it's whatever. Kind of like a technologically advanced camera. I mean, the Jedi, yes. the Jedi have their own Justice League Watchtower. Watchtower. It's yeah. funny yeah. that the Starlight Citadel exists in Marvel, and they're like, "What are we gonna call our thing in Star Wars? Let's just almost call it the same thing." Like, great job, guys. Starlight uh, Beacon. There's yeah. the there's the one of the things that I kind of enjoyed about this is like Bacta hasn't been widely distributed. Yes. Oh, yeah, the I, I took a note of that too. That yeah. Bacta is about to be on the rise. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's because like, it's like we're gonna we're gonna invest heavily on this Bacta thing because of what happened in the book that Charles Soule wrote prior to this book right. coming out. Um, and and having like that be the technology that hasn't quite progressed yet is interesting to me. Uh, like they have a they have a rejuvenation system, but it's not as reliable as Bacta. Uh, Something that I love that they they introduce in here, it's like, oh, I can't hear a song within the force. Like you can't hear like like the way that he talks to you through the force. Because like they've talked about like, oh, I hear like they have like a weird ethereal, like you can feel other Jedi, but I don't think they've ever called it something. And saying it's like, oh, I can't hear his song, 
I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And the stuff with Skier, excuse me, the stuff with Skier, where like he is slowly like losing his connection to the Force and like maybe going to the dark side. Like I thought stuff that was really cool. Big fan of it. Yeah, I'm really curious as to what Skier saw at the end of issue one. Yeah, where he just like freezes and goes no the and great, screams great no. no. I yeah. want to. I want to say it's maybe the fall of the Jedi, but I could be wrong. I, I, I always kind of, I kind of took it as like he was upset that he didn't see the. The, because he says at the time, like, I didn't feel the bugs, the, like the, the swarm in the forest. Mm-hmm. I took it as like retroactively. That's what he was. He was, he was yelling no because he was frustrated that he couldn't hear anything through the forest anymore. Oh, I read it as like like I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't notice. I didn't think he saw anything. I saw that I did, he was. He knew his connection was waning. And he was. Mm-hmm. That's what he was screaming about. Fascinating. Okay, I love it. Mm, that's yeah. a good interpretation. I mean, I just thought saw it as him just going somewhere and then having to have a, a future a future sight and go, oh shit, this is some bad juju. Because he says he, because he says later on and like I didn't when we got to this planet, I didn't feel the dark side. Yeah, and like when yeah. when the other, when the like the the high chancellor or whatever of the Jedi shows up and and she's like, how did you not feel the dark side? It's everywhere on this planet. He's like, oh, uh... and like, he, he, like he's caught dumbfounded because he because his connection to the Force is is has been drastically weakened. Yeah. There is something kind of X Men y feeling about this, mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. there? Like yeah, the, okay. the way it's put together with them at the Starlight. Like I feel like we got Beast and oh sure, uh, yeah. like doing his analysis okay. and like radioing in through Gene or Cyclops to the team that's on the ground, which is like Wolverine. It's definitely. It's like because this does feel like you know like in the in the like the Clone Wars era. What's that era? What's that era called? The high the uh, the fall of the Jedi. The fall of the Jedi. Okay, because like they that's all, the official title. They now. all have like Jedi teams and stuff, but like this, it definitely feels different. Like the Starlight Beacon because it is a brand new thing. Uh, like it feels like everyone's alive with energy mm-hmm. and like they're all like excited to like be on this thing and to like to like do this big adventure into the outer outer spaces. Uh, it is again like a really refreshing take and like not a sand desert in, in sight, you guys. No tattoo. <laughs> oh my god. Pl- no, Did no you guys love the Mulan reference in this where she had to climb the thing. Oh, yeah. I love Mulan. Also, I lo- I just like the little the, the little pixie dude. It's oh, like friend cutie. Keith and then yeah. and Keith just like uh, also just how Keith just goes up to the, to the marshal. Uh, the Marshall Star Beacon and she knights her. I was like, because she's like, stop swearing. Seriously, like the, her little inner monologues. I love it. Like she's like, stop, stop swearing. Seriously, stop it. We we get a brief look at uh, the presence of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. briefly. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, I did not love this as much as you guys have. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I really like the setting. I really like what we're seeing with the Jedi. Um, I did, re- I, I thought it was very intriguing that we only get Yoda and the other Grandmaster at the time mm-hmm. um, for a brief moment. I enjoyed seeing that glimpse of what the Jedi are doing on Coruscant. Um, but I really didn't like the plot it was telling, the, the plant creatures. I wasn't crazy about that. Sure. Um, everything else around it, really into. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, uh, uh, before I go into some of the plant stuff, I do want to talk about... Um, uh, the Marshall, the Marshall Avartris, mm-hmm. uh, real cool lady, uh, super super nice. Like when when uh, uh, Skier says these animals have no honor, she responds with Master Skier, we never de- uh, uh, demonize our enemies, no matter how, what atrocities they have committed in the past, they are still living beings. Like you are a good soul. Welcome, Marshall. I like you. Right. This is the idea is that this is like the, the perfect Jedi. Yeah. This was this was the this was the Jedi at their height. This is this 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 is what the the they're fighting to protect in the phantom menace right but oh. they've already lost that they, they think already... they still are we got right. the creepy twins uh Sarah yes. and Tarek. love them yeah. love them 
Um, I really like the costume design and the, oh, yeah. and the saber mm-hmm. designs in this. Also, they're, they're my, the saber my designs are great. For I light like, in life. I like Scree's lightsaber that has a hilt, that uh, has a cover or a guard. It reminds me of Ezra. Oh my god, you guys, when I saw this mother effer, the uh, hut, when I saw the, the hut the, warrior, the hut warrior guy, I, girl, uh, it's I, a girl. Oh, I yeah, she's it. a badass. Dude, she is so fun. I didn't realize that you could have warrior huts. Uh, this is fantastic. They got their Gamorreans riding uh, armored rancors. Like, I'm here, take over the planet, but we gotta work together. Uh, love it. You know what's interesting about like the, the costume design that I just noticed? Um, is it's very similar to their Clone Wars outfits mm-hmm. in a way. Like it's not the it's not the monk robes. They haven't adopted that yet. Right. In the Jedi Order. they they're still kind of this this like knight. They're they're like knights, they're not monks yet. Um and, and seeing their like armor in the clone wars you definitely get the sense that like that's what they were going for what the jedi were going for when they became these these generals was like we want to go back to what we were 200 years ago during the high republic peaceful i think that's kind of that's kind of cool that uh the high republic costume design reflects almost that warrior like nature that they were in right sure yeah. Uh, uh, I just love all the all the new alien creatures that we see. We see so many new ones, and then we also get this beautiful guy when Skira is getting uh, uh, a scan. There's like a snake man with a helmet on. Oh, is that issue six? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh is this issue six? Oopsies. I only read it. Sorry, issue five. sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amazon lied to me and said it was six issues, but uh, I read I read issue six, and it, it, I didn't feel issue five ended the arc right, so I read the next issue, which makes I more sense. almost read issue six, but then it was like, oh, it's three o'clock. No, I get you. I need to yeah, go yeah. to f to sleep. Um, it's just like a continuation of great character stuff. Um, Skier, I am so interested in Skier's character. I love, me I love too. that one armed dude who gets like a who gets a cool like Kirkoan arm build. A I tran- love it. A Trandoshan Jedi, which we've never seen before. Love yep. it. Scaling. Um, I could have swore we saw a Wookiee Jedi in the audience, but I could have been. No, there is. There is a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, okay. there is a Wookiee Jedi. I didn't bring him up because we've seen Wookiee Jedi in the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. So like that, that's not rare to me, but like a Trandoshan Jedi is. Yeah. You know, it, it's like a, it's like the Mandal. It's like. It's like Vizsla, like yeah, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian Jedi. Like it's <laughs> rare that this is that this species has become a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally was okay for me. Was stuff with Star Wars, especially back when Legends was getting really, really big. I was kind of eh at stuff before because it's like I, you know, I don't know. It just didn't really grab me. It's, well, they dropped the moon on Chewbacca. I hate that. <laughs> but like the prequel, like stuff before the prequels, the stuff in the early, like, of course, people say, yeah, the old Republic game is really fun. You have a bunch of stuff. Right. There was like the Rise of the Sith uh, comics and, and, mm-hmm. and there was a ton of comics that were set like hundreds of years before, mm-hmm. like yeah. not quite in this time period. Like the Jedi what, Sith War. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What I think is interesting about about the High Republic we talked about when it was announced was that it is sitting in a place that star Wars has not explored ever, even yeah. in the original legends. I mean, before stuff like that is like, Hey, I want to read what happened before the fan is so like, I don't care. Cause I know how it's going to end. But now as to is like, actually I'm interested in how did the Jedi work? How did people, how did the galaxy view the Jedi? What were the Sith? Doing? I, what was exactly, what well, exactly Sith, was going the Sith, on? The Sith has, they, they can't use the Sith. And I think kind of interesting. I think what's interesting about High Republic also is that they can't use the Sith because it is explicitly stated in the Phantom Menace we have not seen a Sith for yeah, a thousand the, the years. Spoilers right. for like the marketing for this for, for these Star Wars comics, but like the 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 threat are basically like a galactic these, galactic wide like barbarian savage. The Nile. Yeah. Like I don't know like the Annihilus wave from Marvel, but like in gotcha. like alien form. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think what that was smart going away from the Sith because they have been done to death in the original legends. They've they've done the Sith the Sith. And in Knights of the Republic, as, that's all about the war between them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As, uh, and then like 
everything has been about the Jedi and the Sith. So going back to like, if we're going here, we can't use the Sith. We yeah. just can't because they they've not seen the Sith in thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. right. So Sith like, the Sith world for millennia. We so like we have to create this different threat. And I think what's fun about this High Republic era is seeing them without Sith involvement. Like they are so far past it, and how they've developed. They're being their best cops. They're being their best cop. The, Sometimes Lantern. you need to be a they're, space cop. You know what? They're the Green Lantern Corps. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, they're the cops. Yeah, yeah. they are. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, Grayson is in the chats, if you don't mind. Grayson! Uh, real quick, Grayson, Grayson says something I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I actually really appreciate everyone being accepting of Brandon admitting this book wasn't a huge hit for him. Everyone's really accepting thank you. Hey, man, it happens. <laughs> Uh, that was funny. Uh, I really like the uh, page. Oh, that's such a good page in the first issue yeah. where uh, Keeve connects with the Force and senses where they're all going. Yeah, uh, that's just like I'd love to see that kind of stuff. That kind of great. visual art look like. We haven't talked in about the, the art, really. The art's great. It's really good art. Really, like especially with like like the detailed aliens, like the Trandoshans with like scales, like really good. Or the details. huts with all their wrinkles. Oh my god, and like all the skulls. Oh god, I love that hut, man, so much. Um, the thing I love about the Starlight Beacon that is really cool is that it's putting out it's putting out a a signal. It's like, hey, come to us, like if you need help or whatever. But like, it's in a place in the, like the outer rim where like bad shit is gonna now come to them. The so the frequency of it is is messing up the swarms. Yes, uh, migration. There you go. Um, and I thought, see, like I really like the first issue because I like stuff like that going. Like this is. You know, it's what like the sphere data, Star Trek Discovery. Like the, this feels very Star Wars. This mm -hmm. idea that like, the, and so like the fix is we're just going to change the frequency. Everyone will be fine. Right. Yeah. Nobody's right. going to notice. And, and it's, also except it's, for these, except and these it's the outer rim frontier. So for them, it's like we haven't really explored this part of the galaxy yet. Yeah. So then like, hey, here's this beacon. And then it's like, oh shit, this there's is our a home base it's, for the future. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it's like, oh shit, there's a thing that our frequency is getting less. So, so let's uh, fix that. Shall so we? yeah. Uh, now that the beacon is out. Uh, they they send a signal out and the the deadliest force in the universe is now slowly coming to kick their asses. <laughs> and will they win? I don't know. They're not around anymore, so we'll, we'll see. It's so interesting to see like how connected the High Republic era is because this directly references the Charles Soule book. Sure, many yeah. times, right? Uh, and you got Yoda. And, and stuff, the, yeah. the, you know, like this is a we're talking about a group of people who went to a retreat mm -hmm. for a while yeah uh, like a week or to two plan this out. and planned out the books the comics and like the trajectory of where they're going with the high republic and continue to check in with each other like this they are doing the kind of communication with each other but it's easier to do with that than it is seemingly with the big those stuff. plus the tv shows yeah and, the films. Yeah. and it, it, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that like while yes this references the whatever the great the, the great disaster was in charles i haven't read the high republic novel but like whatever that was that the Nile was about, yeah. that the Nile that the Nile caused, the Nile aren't in this is exactly. But they are referenced, and you don't need to. You don't need it, right? You don't need to have read the book, right? To 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 understand it because you you get the context clues much like you did when you would watch a Star Wars movie and they'd be like, "I'll serve the Clone Wars." Do we know who cares? Is is that the prequel to this book? Yes, that okay. came first, and okay. that that yeah, that's the starting point of the High Republic. I'm gonna stories. I'm gonna read that book this week. That, I, think. Yeah. I really like this. That introduces the Nile and the mm. threat that sets off the High Republic okay. era. I'm gonna read that book. Um, I I thought it was the destruction of Starlight, a Starlight Beacon, but it, it wasn't clearly. So, right now, Opal Luna Saturn. Oh, that is coming. I think. Mm -hmm. I think that is coming because the Kevin Scott novel coming soon. Has the Starlight Beacon falling into the planet? Beacon lost. So, I'm very curious to read more of this. Yeah, I, I think that it's just a good taste of what the High Republic era has to offer, and it's like, it's it's. I think the key word is refreshing. Absolutely, it's just refreshing Star Wars. Like, if you want, like, 
it it is it is the thing that I've been complaining about. Of like, I want something new, and I was like, it's here. It's, Such it's, a it's here. Damn shame that game isn't go- is made by those people. I would it, love to play a game with I, the High Republic. Yeah, uh, I love oh, the yeah. I love the autopsy on the hut and how it goes yeah. wrong. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude. I turned that's to the great. thing for a second. Beautiful. Yeah. We're love doing it. a Disney Plus TV show in the High Republic. I really love the same. Is that the designs. acolyte? Is it acolyte? It's acolyte. Oh yeah. baby. Ooh. I I it's like the, supposedly the end of the High Republic era. So like we'll see the when end the, of isn't it. it about like the Sith like like isn't it about the Sith that one? No, it's about it, it, we, we we have reason to believe that it's about the Night Sisters. Shit. Yeah, that's right. So who knows? Cool. I'm into it. I'm I'm excited for that because I I like the I like this era. It does as Sparks said as, as Ryan has said as well. It is refreshing. It feels refreshing. Like this is something new in the Star Wars universe that can grow into something. And I would like to see more from it outside of the written word. Um, and I'm glad that. They, they are It'll get there to, eventually. But I really like, really like the saber designs. Like I love the cross guard saber designs. I want to mention some of the, like the Art Deco on, on them. The the For cross sure. guard one was really cool. Um, I, there's a uh, there's a lightsaber book that I have that has uh, two from the High Republic, and one of them has like beams connecting to the crystal that's exposed, and then mm-hmm. shooting the beam up. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. I, I my my only real like strong strong negative is that this wasn't enough story for a single volume. Like yes. I, that's I, why yeah. I needed six, more out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Volume, yeah. I I started the six issue, so like I I couldn't like I'm like this is not enough. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I will by by the next time by this next podcast I will have read all of the comics, maybe an entire book. I'm in. I'm invested. There you go. I'm in. Love it. In it to win. I love it. it. I'm, I'm glad to have you reconnecting with something in Star Wars. Hell yeah. I'm just glad that I can because I I think I was picking up the High Republic and then I think I they forgot to put a month in my poll. It's me too, dude. I swear to God, me too. I had like the first three issues and I'm like I I'm like not reading first, it. Yeah, I know, but now I have Marvel Unlimited, so like cool, I could catch up because yeah, I'm like I'm I like this. I was enjoying what I was reading with High Republic, so I'm like cool, I could continue now. There's just something really cool about a one-armed lizard Jedi. You know, losing his connection to the forest. And also, like, I love, so sad. And also, uh, um, Keeves lightsabers. If I were to have a lightsaber, oh it'd God. be that. Pretty much. I actually, when, uh, before they did the new lightsabers at Disneyland, the old ones, I even asked, I was like, hey, if you build a double, can you like take it off? And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, go from a double to like a, a double blade lightsaber so to two lightsabers. You can't make a double-sided blade in, in Galaxy's Edge. No, no, you can't. But I was, because I was asking, like, in the back when they would, like, build your own lightsaber outside when you exit Star Tours. Oh, yeah, they can, you can do that. I know, you can make a double sided blade, but I want to know if you could just, like, go twist it and take it off. No. Yeah, because no. it's just, you can just mod it. one lightsaber. You can yeah. mod it. Um, yeah, they have Ahsoka's and Maul's blade at Galaxy's Edge that you can buy, and, they, and you, can, you have to buy two so that they can connect. So you had to spend a lot more money. Uh, yeah, you did. Which is kind of cool. But yeah, it, it is, is cool. cool. Um, it's very expensive. Yeah, okay. I, bet, I bet it is. Anything else we want to add about this? No. Star Wars is back, but not the way you thought. All right. Ben, it's your book club next week. Do you know what it is? I do do I do know what it is. Fascinating. Oh, this looks familiar. Yeah, it's uh it was my Christmas present from Ryan. It's the Kaiju score <laughs> by uh, James Patrick and uh written and written by James Patrick and drawn by Rem Bro. Or brew. It's B-R-O-O. So I think it's brew, not bro. The kaiju score. Yep, oh, yeah, the yeah. kaiju score. Okay, uh, next week, who who knows what we're doing? We have an idea. We'll, we'll see what happens. 
but the Batman's coming soon, guys. All right. Soon. Keyword there being soon. Soon. Make sure to like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Uh, we're wrapping up now. If you if you subscribe to this channel, you can check out all sorts of other things, um, such as Fake Nerds Watch, which is our, our series. We've just done the Book of Boba Fett. I'm doing Star Trek Discovery. And the Peacemaker one is coming up soon. Uh, so you can find all those episodes uh, on this channel. Of course, Basement Arcade. Just put out a new episode of Mortal Kombat X. So Get over here. More of those will be coming soon. Basement Arcade. Pause me. You just put out a new episode. That it did. Retro Zoe, right? Yeah, Retro Zoe. Yeah. Um, Fake Book Club, Anime Station as well. Of course, you can also check out Conversation, which is my audio show. Um, I'm actively working on season two now. I've I've got a got a recording date going. I'm Woo! So, you know, stay tuned for that. You can check out some masks. We have some some masks still available. You can find them at uh, in the link below at Crafted by Z. That's my partner's shop. We have a Patreon account and with T Public. Both linked below. Check those out if you want to support us financially. Of course, our website, linked below. Fakenerpodcast.com. All, all of our links are there. Everything you, you, you want to know about us, it's all there. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone for watching the live show. Thank you for everyone who watches the rewind. We greatly appreciate all all those all the the, the all of you. Um, thank you, Jeremy Bellucci. who did all the music that you heard here tonight and all the music for our intro, for our other intros for our other shows. You can find him at Jeremy Village Keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, at on iTunes, of course, but Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast for updates on what that is. Mike Matola, good friend of the podcast, Mike Matola. That was the idea. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys after this. Um, Mike Matola, he did he he's done some logos for us. He did some wonderful Mike's possible movie trivia challenges you should check out. You can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Fickner Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch with us, FicknerGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant, Atomic Geekdom, and I'm the editor for Kaiju Ramen. Brian? You can find me listening to the Star Wars Light of the Jedi audiobook that I literally just bought on audible.com at DJ Tony Snark. It's true. He showed it to me. He's like, Ooh. I had a credit. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> uh, ben? You can find me playing my PS5 once I finish with my dead, or once I meet my deadlines at bedmagger 27 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com and the actual magazine itself. Ooh, I'm so excited to show you guys my first published article. I'm so excited. Woo! And also writing for GoNintendo.com as well as Fusion Gaming Magazine. Oh, yeah, boy. Sparks. Uh, you can find me being a deep fake of a real person at Sparks Witty <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. It's true. All of it. Hey, if you're getting Elden Ring this week, hit me up because I'm so effing excited. I can't contain my my multitudes of excitement. I just wish my bank account would let me because I'm also going to SoCal Retro Gaming next, uh, Expo next week. And it's mm. like, do I bring money for that or do I save for Elden Ring? I don't you know. know. I'm, please tax return. Hurry up and hit my bank account. I need the money. Elden both Ring. ZPM Gaming TM and Grayson Live both say have a good night. Thanks. Have a good Thanks, night. Friends. Thank you, uh, my friends. You as well. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Great review wherever you get us. Greatly appreciated. Like this video, subscribe to our channel, and until next time you see us, stay fake nerds. Bye.